I dislike all of you so much. <laughs> like, it's not. Why? Why? <laughs> why do we have to start on this? Scraw. <laughs> Back. Scraw. The, um. The Word Podcast, episode 66, go. Hi, Dan. That was the saddest kickoff oh. ever. Hi, why? Mason. Oh, all right. We all a little bit tired? <clears throat> Word Podcast, episode 66. Oh, God. Go. <laughs> all right whatever i tried mason I, had a stroke <laughs> mid intro <laughs> i don't know if i had a stroke or i today's starting off on a good note um hi dan hi mason hi alex hi mason hi dylan hi mason what's going on guys not much a little a little tired what about you i'm feeling great i'm good i'm gonna go get a christmas tree today yeah I'm christmas tree fucking stoked are you gonna are you gonna uh go are you gonna Christmas vacation it and like go into the woods and chop down a giant tree? If by the woods you mean the woods of Lowe's. Except yes. he doesn't yes. chop it down because he doesn't have an axe to so like dig it out of the ground. <laughs> that's, that's true. God, I love that's, Christmas vacation. Oh, it's so good. Well, and speaking of we watched Scrooge the other night and then oh, we watched I wanted it to watch again it last, night. <laughs> last night before yeah. we went out. The movie's fucked. And I love it. It's so good. When I know he, you had the best description of it. It's like if you combine Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice. And, and 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 a Christmas Carol. Carol. That's pretty. That's yeah. I and it's see. a lot of the same. A lot of that DNA is in there because it's yeah. It's, it's the same. Bill era. Murray, same era. SNL you know, studio. Eighties mullet hair. Yeah, it very much has rocking. that eighties film aesthetic too. Like yeah, kind, uh, kind of like everything's just gleaned with cocaine. Like yeah, that movie's <laughs> just, just mine. Just run it. your finger along um, underneath any, the, any the bar rim in that place. Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait is just tweaking out oh the whole time. I wanted to watch it last night because we wanted Ooh. to watch something on Netflix, and then Wendy um was like, "No, I don't want to watch that." And I was like, "All right, you want to watch this? No, this." And so we watched Barton Fink, <laughs> and then we made like forty five minutes in Barton Fink. She's like, "All right, this is too sexist. Let's watch something else." Or, I don't. Martin I don't. I'm not familiar. It's with a that. Coen Brothers movie. Oh, really? It's, it's John like Turturro. He's a playwright, and then Hollywood hires him to write a film, and then oh. he has writer's block. He's uh takes place in the 40s. Huh. Is when this it, a, a recent? Coen no, it was made in 91. Oh. oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But it's very, um, very Coen Brothersy. And yeah. Steve Buscemi's in it, and John Goodman, yeah. obviously. But uh, oh, Steve Buscemi. Can you go down all the Coen Brothers actors and actresses? I guess you got to have uh George oh. Clooney in there at some point. Some point. What's the uh, what? the lady from um. Fargo. Yeah. I was about to say Tilda Swinton, but that's wrong. Um, um, she's in Burn After Reading as well. Yep. I tried watching Burn After Reading, and it's a weird movie. That not that actress is too awkward. Did you get me. as far yeah. as the uh, Brad Pitt death scene? No. Spoilers. And so, yeah, someone told me that like yeah. a week beforehand, and I said, it's like, yeah, so I know like the big twist is coming out, and someone was like, you don't need to watch it then. I yeah, that movie is one of the few movies where they set up a main character and then just get them. That's called something. Yeah, it's got a, it's a trope. what it is. It happens in... um. Smoking aces, smoking aces because it's like a they it's, set it's, Ben Affleck up as a main character and then he just gets and he gets gunned down kind of unceremoniously yeah and, and then they make him by. do and it they make his body talk because he just moves uh-huh. Ben, <laughs> ben Affleck's like hey dude, dude, dude. I think, did you do no no MacGuffin's a, a, a motivating no. plot point yeah okay um, they do that in Godzilla too with Brian Cranston yeah so did, I, did you like Godzilla no yeah it was kind of like it didn't it didn't do so, anything for me real quick in two points they got rid of their main acting talent yeah and I hate big lizards. Um, they got rid of their main acting talent, and the namesake of the movie was only in it for like twenty minutes at the end. Did you guys see Thirteen Cloverfield Lane? I did no, not. I heard it's, I heard, no, it's really I heard good. It was really good. Uh, you were one of the people that told me it was really good. Mason. Uh, I really want to see it. It's directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who made that Portal short film. No way. Have you oh, seen that? Yeah. I've seen that. Um, and yeah. he was also a host of the Totally Rad Show, which Jeff Kanata was on forever. 
I um. He's not like a gaming person. So you know, there's all this sp- compare conspiracy theory going on with the third Cloverfield movie, which J.J. Abrams confirms is oh, happening. God particle. But the God particle listing has disappeared on Bad Robot's website or wherever they were listing it. Like his God particle. And they like moved it. So it's going to be about a bunch of science. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I know it's it was called like tentatively God particle or like that was the listing they had. Like hmm. that was their Blue Harvest title. Uh, same vein. I love Blue Harvest. Same vein as um Alien and um the prequel. Like a bunch of scientists go out and Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah. Bunch of scientists go out, discover this thing, other things try and kill them. Um, the end. Thirteen Cloverfield Lane is cool because I watched that movie and you can see they did a lot with very little. It's three leads, one set, and it is just really well written because they, they just have to use the same space the whole time and like it's soundtrack's great. That's always a good creative tense. constraint. It's really tense, really tense. That's a good test of whether or not you're good at writing is all right. This is this is all and you're that, getting. Yeah. <laughs> and using. But you could you could make a stage play of that because it's all one thing. You know what I mean? And it feel yeah. it felt just it was that'd tight. be cool. That'd be cool. Um, thanks, thanks, thanks. So since we're talking about movies, I'll talk about some of the movies I've watched recently, all the way through. Uh, I watched Oh Brother Where Art Thou for the first time in like like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Did you like it? It was okay. No, I mean it was it was fine. But it's like everyone is just so excited about that movie mm-hmm. whenever I bring it up that I watched it. And I'm like, this is good. Like even beyond the fact that it's 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 shot well, it's it's very clear cut. And yeah. because it's an Odyssey adaptation, yeah, right. it's it's just like this happens and this happens and this happens. It's very yes. much like mm-hmm. a traditional like folk tale or fairy tale where yeah. it's like and there's a charm to it. Uh, yeah, which is since, since you mentioned fairy tale, that I was I was a like, yellow tent over everything. Have you seen yeah, the actual shots in that yeah, movie it's, where it's all green? Yeah, you the feel, fields, yeah. and they just yellowed the entire. Yeah. Film. Oh, that's interesting. But it's just, and it's just like even just the from like the, the the costume design and the the dialogue and the and the way they portray the characters and the direction and all that. It's it's got this charm to it. Though. Yeah, it's, but it's it's such a lodestone in popular culture. Yeah. Well, that soundtrack was like soundtrack everywhere. Was, yeah. I'll probably watch it today while working. It's been on my list for a long time. You never seen it? No. What then? Then you don't understand our nicknames in the oh, Odyssey chat. Oh no, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I watched that. I watched The Jungle Book, the new one. I like the new one. That's on Netflix. It's really good. I've got about like maybe 40 minutes left of that, and I really like the first third, but the second third just like... So it's weird because I had the opposite stra- it's reaction. dragging. Where I kind of, I had to get over the animated animal speaking because yeah. at first I was like, this it was, is... It's a little uncanny. Well, it's a little uncanny, and they, the models are great. Well, right? See, I had, heard, I had heard that the CGI was really good. So oh, once, really good. once, but I think I had a bigger problem with just a human actor next to a CGI oh, animal his, his, speaking. His lines oh. are terrible. Well, no, 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 but it wasn't even that. It's just like that... It was once, jarring. Once yeah. I got yeah. over that, I really, really liked it. Because there are some like... And Bag- Bill Murray's Baloo is awesome. Yeah. Like there's some like uh, like Bagheera is this very sleek, elegant animal, and he's voiced by Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. And 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 the panther looks fine, but then it shows like an armadillo or something, and the armadillo is like super animated, and uh, it's like, all right, that's a little, yeah. But no, it's really good because like I could give or take the original Jungle Book, like it's it's fine, but yeah, um, this grounds it so much more and makes it so much more about like animalistic like the laws of the jungle mm-hmm. which the original jungle book does a lot too because you know they have like they call him man cup because it's like i'm trying to translate what a human child is into like what it is in the animal kingdom but they do a lot more so like one of the big things is that there's a water shortage because like a drought and so they have a they have a water truce where it's like there's a single source of water across the entire savannah that every animal agrees like all right we're all going to come and drink here and no one's going to kill each other 
So like it's a bunch of bucks like drinking from the water. And then Bagheera comes out and they all free. They're like water truce, water truce, water truce. He's like, I, I know the rules. So it's all about like this, this kind of these integral rules to the jungle. Yeah, it's really now, interesting. Have, have, has anyone here? Have you read the book? No. Yeah. See, I haven't I either. Book, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it, if that's. But one thing that was cool about that I liked about this take of it because I think that the other thing about when you recreate, you have to bring something new to that. If you're just gonna keep like if you keep we were making Spider Man like we're gonna go yeah. the same fucking like, that's, yeah, like, that's why it. that's why it's good like the new Spider Man they're not I'm, doing the origin story sure and I I'm think so excited I think it looks great um but I think that's my that was my problem with the Andrew Garfield Spider Man yeah the um yeah but with this one thing I really liked that it did is that to what Dylan point is that like I like movies that really set their world up and lay their rules out mm-hmm. and then that becomes like a, a guiding point for the whole movie where like the water truce is kind of the mm-hmm. I know things that are incongruous to the book or things like King Louis is not in the book. Because, um, so like when the, when the, what do you think of King Louie in this one? I thought he was awesome. Yeah, he was sweet, man. So they don't, so he's not, and I mean, Christopher Walken, right? It's Christopher Walken, but he's not just like an orangutan. orangutan, He is a giant orangutan that, that animal has been extinct for a hundred thousand years. So they kind of set this thing as like, this is the last remaining giant orangutan from like prehistoric eras. And his, like, when you, when they build up, because you know they're going to the temple and you know they're going to him and like, you see him and you're like, oh man, this is cool. And when they do, because the only songs they keep in there are his, the King Louis song and the Blue song, the Bear Necessities, obviously. And they um, nail the, the, the Bear Necessities. That mm-hmm. that was like really yeah, they common. do. But like, I think that the King Louis one's done really well. I'm so glad they skipped that fucking elephant scene. Because when the <laughs> elephants show up, I'm like, I hate this scene so much. What was in the, the original cartoon. scene? It's when, because like, so like the elephants are like, have a militaristic code and like they all like march in line and stuff uh-huh. and there's just just and but the rest of the elephants are like bumbling idiots and there's like one major and he's like trying to control them uh-huh. and then there's the kid elephant it's just it's so overplayed and i've seen it yeah. so many times it's just you know and i'm like this you could have taken this out and put it in dumbo and it, you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference but uh they skip over that and what they do really do that's cool is that they basically the elephants are basically demigods in this mm. story it was like the elephants created the yeah. land and the earth and the sea and stuff. And at the end, they like they fork a ri- or they they divert a river. So it's like showing like why all the other animals worship them. So like when they walk by, Bagheera's like, "You need to bow. You have to bow when they in, in their presence." So I, I really That's liked cool. it. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like for a movie with a short runtime, it actually it does a lot. Well, nice. and it doesn't do the dumb thing at the end where Mowgli has to go to the man village. And he falls in love with the little girl, the pretty girl. It's like no. I thought it was good. Um, I also watched Batman versus Superman, <laughs> um, which took me two times to watch it just cause Martha, Martha, <laughs> where did you see that name? <laughs> oh, where did you see that name? Now I do agree that that little plot point is a little, that's like a, that's like a first semester, like screenwriting plot point where yeah. it's like, I need some sort of convoluted way. Like the internal logic in my head says this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we, there, there's enough like humanity in that plot point. Where you could say, okay, that kind of makes sense, but within the greater narrative of how that battle works and that entire story is like that, whatever. And they don't even build up. I mean, outside the fact that Bruce Wayne's constantly going back to his parents' grave, they never build up the fact that he like has this huge attachment. I mean, they do a really cool start part with like visual storytelling where they constantly pan on Martha Wayne's grave, but that was a little overdrawn. But I do think the before the fight scene, which is actually like the last hour of the movie, which I didn't realize because I was looking at the timestamp. Like too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. The first part, I mean, I think they do a really good job of building up that world. Like, I mean, a lot of the character motivations seem a little overwrought and stuff. But I think for the most part, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Like, I like the idea of just introducing Batman as this 
creature that has just existed for years mm-hmm. and Batman or Superman's just completely ignorant of it. Like they do a lot of interesting stuff there. I just think that the way they do it and I don't really agree with the criticism that it's like super grim dark. Like it's not I mean, it doesn't feel like that dark and brooding to me. I mean it just feels like Zack Snyder's directorial style. Yeah, I mean I I thought that it had a couple there's a a couple of points where death is thrown around in a way that I think that Alex, you had a problem with in particular. And, and you did too. No, yeah. The, I don't like the Batman kills. No, I, sure, I, I was I actually okay with that. When, okay, sorry. Part, so yeah. when I think that that's where I, I think when when you start taking lives away, that becomes an interesting dynamic from mm-hmm. a, from a, this is a hero. that's someone we need to prop up as a figure that we need mm-hmm. to look up to. I think that's where the grimness came for me. Yeah, um, I can, I can see that. The movie's dark. Like it's shot dark. It is. Yeah. But it's very stylized. Like watching mm-hmm. this movie, I'm like, this is a, actually a very pretty movie. And like, I he still, makes very pretty that's, movies. That's, yeah. Watchmen yeah. is a beautiful movie. Yeah. yeah. But every, like, 50 percent of the scenes where Batman's in it, he's holding a gun, mm-hmm. and that's just so incongruous with his character. I didn't buy that. Didn't, that I. Can and, appreciate and they're not lethal that. guns. Sure. For the most part. Um, and I see why that's a. I mean, but I don't know if that's as much a reflection. I kind of like that. Batman has to level with the bad people he's fighting against i just don't know if i, I just, just thought it was an interesting depiction of batman that they established like this this old and beaten and completely you know at a loss for how to deal with um his problem with batman and the only solution was to become part of the problem itself i mean i'm okay with that if they addressed it but they never address it he just right. does it and they never say like you used yeah, to that, be that's totally fair something different or like if he just kills people then why is he bother branding people with that stupid fucking bat branding <laughs> iron and putting them in prison where they're just going to kill him anyways just kill him outright it but like the reason that it doesn't stick well to me is like that's i mean as a vigilante character it's stupid for batman not to kill people but the fact that he doesn't kill people is the entire premise of like why he is a conflicted character. So like, you know, all the conflict in The Dark Knight would be gone if he killed people. Totally. So I don't I mean I'm not I think that what I, I thought that Batman V Superman was about showing weakness in heroes, whereas I feel like the Dark Knight is like how do you fight chaos? You know what I mean? I can see that. And I think that when I left Batman V Superman, the reason why I wasn't I think that's an interesting I think that Batman v Superman was so close to having a really good point of view on something, and they just they just missed the mark. Whereas mm-hmm. like Suicide Squad shot itself in the head, like it was fucking mm-hmm. like I don't know what it was aiming for. Um, That's a shame. Dan's just shaking his head right now. Suicide Squad was a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I think that that's that's cool. I think that I, I just I feel like Batman v Superman was close. It was so close to being really yeah. what it needed to be. Yeah. But that monster at the end is just yeah doomsday. Oh um, like God, I don't know why even so... involving doomsday or why, like why do you, why do you need it like and and um boys Mark Zuckerberg what's his name Jesse Eisenberg Je- Jesse Eisenberg's performance like kept fluctuating between like I can see this to being like okay it's a little you're okay you're going over the edge and then you'd come back to like okay I can kind of see and he was almost interesting like he was mm-hmm. almost having a, 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 a an angle on the character that I was like I was like I can get into this and then there were some times where I was just like. What are you? Who wrote this? Yeah. But was it um was it better than Jared Leto's Joker? Fuck most Jared. things. Most things are. <laughs> I didn't like Jared Leto's Joker. I, I didn't either. Who was I talking? Was it you? Did you see Suicide Squad yet? I haven't seen it. The, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. So one thing about Batman v Superman two is that I felt like they made the Batman the Batman in that movie. Like that he and you were saying this earlier. Yeah. Like he was an entity, mm-hmm. and then he was very divorced from Bruce Wayne. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love when Batman is this thing that he has to battle with. That he created this alternate persona that is him but also isn't him like it has this reputation beyond him mm-hmm. and i thought that was kind of cool um 
I think that you can only do that when you have a world where you're not doing his origin story. Because then that character can exist as a... Which they So Batman is another it. character in the movie alongside Bruce Wayne is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because still, he doesn't become like... There's a line from the animated series um, from Batman Beyond where old Bruce Wayne, um, he he mentions that he does not refer to himself as Bruce Wayne in his head. Um, yeah. So Batman, Batman brushes teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so Batman, what are we eating today? I'm really excited for Lego Batman. I don't refer, I, I, I don't I refer to myself as Dan Goddard in my head either. So What do you refer to yourself as? I, I Lonely know. Girl 13. Me? I? <laughs> I? I'm not like... I'm not like, Dan God, I needs to go to the bathroom now. Have Dan, you, you seen, that? I actually think that. Have you seen Batman v Superman? I have not. We've been noticed. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, Mason okay. and I watched no, it. I say that we watched it the best way possible, which is where yeah, we weren't invited, Dan. Alcohol. Well, we were in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. Still. We weren't invited. Alcohol invited. and just shit talking at the entire time. That was good. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's, that's how I would I recommend watching it. I think that's Mason's that preferred venue of watching mediocre yeah. films. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can. I I love bad movies. Like, I. I in the right circumstances, they're super fun. Amazing Spider Man 2. A terrible movie, but one of my favorite watching experiences because it was just be, us being like, "What the fuck is this movie even about?" About Jamie Fox. Oh, they ruined it. Ray Jamie, Charles Jamie comes Fox back. Jamie Fox is a good actor. They ruined. Oh god, he's the bad guy. And he's the ruined the, they ruined the Gwen Stacy death scene. Uh, yeah, but also, Paul Giamatti as the Rhino is my favorite. That was actually so pretty. I, I enjoyed that. Actually. So the fact yeah. that it ends on that fucking yes. shot of him about to hit Rhino with the goddamn manhole cover, and then it just. Credits. Oh I was dumb. And Rhino was such a huge part of the marketing. Wow. Like, Rhino oh, doesn't come up to the last two minutes of the movie. It's so no, he's stupid. at the very beginning. Yeah, he's he's like, like, but he's not, it's not actually like the Rhino, though. I mean, I, it, I would argue that the Rhino at the end is not the Rhino. So what sucks fair. too is that I was really excited about Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, because I like um, Mark, oh. the director. Mark, uh, he directed oh. 500 Days of Summer. And I was like, oh, oh that's a great director for a Spider-Man. I'm Mark Andrews. I can see that. But I still, and I've said this before, is that I think that the actor that plays Peter Parker was too handsome to be Peter Parker. He was also Andrew Garfield's just eating lasagna Garfield. all the time. Wait. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about James Garfield? No, no. He. <laughs> not, wait, what were we talking about? It's close. You almost had it. You, you almost took the landing. It's like, it's like you did a, you did a somersault and then just kind of like. so hard. My brain James just stopped. Garfield. Garfield's just eating lasagna and then a guy comes behind him, shoots him in the head. I meant to say Andrew Garfield. I'm, I'm, what are you even I'm doing? I'm done. Um, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man just because there were a, a bunch of cool visuals in there. Oh, I the know. lizard's a sweet character. I did not like the age-old trope of giant death beam in the sky that's going to destroy the city. Or like the uh, oh, your dad was involved with this. I kind of well, like so that. that was interesting. That reminds me of the Flash a little too. That was interesting because like for those storylines, they're pulling so heavily from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, both from the way Ultimate Andrew Spider-Man. Garfield looks to Gwen Stacy. Um, to oh, that's because uh, I was so, gonna say that like Andrew Garfield looks nothing like Peter Parker. So. Yeah, he he looks just like Peter Parker from Ultimate, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Kind and, of, and so, but in Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker was still kind of a nerd. Oh, he's still like, t- he's still a total dork. Yeah, like, and Andrew Garfield's too cool. But the, I still think my favorite Peter, uh, Parker, Peter Parker father. Uh, that's my least favorite. Mm, I hate it so much. I know you do. Same with Kirsten Dunst. Get out. I loved. Um, I thought Spider-Man one and two. I think Spider-Man two is a, what, Spider-Man like one two of the is better fantastic. Superman movies. But yeah, that's where the Peter Parker. Father I like scrawny Peter Parker. That's why I, I like yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. I don't like chunky buff Tobey Maguire Peter Parker. But yeah. Tobey Maguire in the first one. In wasn't the first buff. one, no, he was dweeby. He was dweeby, no. and then he gets buff. He was. He was the spider makes him buff. Like, like think about. Shredded. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? Um, I mean, Pleasantville. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. that's like, Peter that's Parker. The, that's to me like and that, most depictions of Spider-Man have. But him even muscle. in his face, his, yeah. his face is too round. It's yeah. like. I like but I just think that's Peter Parker. I, I put it this way: like if I saw Tobey Maguire in my high school, 
he you're 30 why are you here well yeah but i'm saying like <laughs> andrew garfield didn't have a hard time in high school toby mcguire probably yes. could have yes. had a hard time in high that. school yes. yeah. so what's interesting <laughs> garfield women were just falling over for him i read <gasps> um uh when men i read a kotaku article that tom holland because he's british he spent three days he enrolled himself in a bronx high school to research the role because he's never went to a public high school let alone a public high school in america um three days is gonna give you a <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's yeah. going to open your eyes a lot. Yeah. But he went, and he was like, oh, I like I have no idea. Like, he didn't know what Homecoming was. So people had to explain the title to him. Title? Yeah, and, Oh, that's funny. And so, you know, he's just watching, like, how people interact in a regular public American high school. You get a wedgie? And I, who the Broly. fuck gets a wedgie in high school? Did you go to high school in 1940? Went to a tough school, man. Wait, Alex, there was like 10 kids in your school, dude. Well, I mean, unless, <laughs> that, a teacher? unless that wedgie ended with a knife in your spleen, I don't think that's a very tough oh, high God. school. Have you seen Pay It You don't know. <laughs> but so he... But, <laughs> We're just moving past that so, one. Wait, so, what, what? Well, we'll get back to it. But what I want to say is that Tom oh, Holland, so he ended like his research, you know, trip by telling someone he's Spider-Man. He was like, yeah, I'm going to play Spider-Man in a new film. The kid was like, no, you're fucking not. He was like, yeah, I am. He's like, prove it. But they hadn't started filming. I don't think even Civil War at that point. And he's like, um. <laughs> well, and do you remember when they cast him? He was, re- he was really young. Yeah, he's yeah. like 19. Originally. So I think that now that I see him, like it may, some pe- people in those casting jobs know what they're doing. Because yes. when I saw oh, it, yeah. I was like, he's too young. Me too. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yep. four years. Movies take a long time. That's why you're paid more than me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the trailer I talk, looks great though. I yeah. think it looks good. Well, I talked about it on the last podcast. Like, I, I, I go back and forth. Well, not about the Spider Man, but about how I go back and forth about how I feel about John Bernthal as Punisher. Like, I like his performance, but I don't know if he looks like Punisher. Mm. Um, but I still think he's doing a bang up job as Punisher. I think Brian Star Cox Lord. is. Chris Pratt doesn't look like Star Lord. Now Star Lord just looks like. Chris yeah, no, Pratt. I just read yeah. him. It's like um, oh, the, the the yep. Uh, what's his name? Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick Fury no. was. No, nope. ultimate like Samuel yeah, Jackson, actually, yeah. Nick Fury. Yeah. They cast, but I, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, totally. They should have recast David Hasselhoff. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> hey man, I'm. Um, I still couldn't get over that Nick Fury was white in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh yeah, because that's the original Nick Fury. But you can right. change his skin. Yeah, and he'd be the ultimate Nick the, Fury. They had a convenient explanation for the why there are two though. Nick Furies. Ultimate um, Spider-Man. I have Ultimate Spider-Man right there. You should read Ultimate Spider-Man. Next to the Amateurs in the Nuclear Age book. Mason is a man of diverse interests. Um. No, no. Oh, and don't forget the knife in the spleen. Yeah. Um, Dan was about the wedgie, Mason. Let's see. What's on his underwear? I don't know. It looks like dinosaurs. It looks like an aardvark. A badger. Yeah. Something oh, like that. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. We're just looking at your underwear, Mason. Don't worry about it. These are just normal ones. Oh, nope. These have beavers. Beavers. I, I keep uh-huh. meaning to look into it, but there's something about when you say, uh, keep talking or talk to me about something, something that open-ended, where you're just like, yes. uh, like, what is the psychological reason why is it cognitive load like well it's because you're relying on other it's like it's like um what's it called it's like when you're when you're walking down the street it's like group think not group it's like if someone gets hurt on the sidewalk and you just walk by him because you assume someone else is going to help him right you think someone else syndrome yeah bystander syndrome yeah it's it's the assumption that someone else is going to pick up the thread. Well, I think it's more than that because it it'll also happen in like one on one. What's the effect that if I ever hear anything bit. bump in the middle of the night, I'm assuming someone's coming to murder me? Um, beer, beer, mm-hmm. neuroses. Yeah. <laughs> you, you watch <laughs> uh, night terrors. One too Wait, many shitty eighties action Speaking of terrors, this is unrelated to everything we're talking about. Sweet. I woke up in the middle of the night the other night, and Sarah was like, "I had the worst dream ever," and I'm like, "All right, what what happened?" She's like, "Everyone only spoke in jingle jangle." 
I'm like, what the what fuck are jingle? you talking What's about? What's that even like? Ding, 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 ding. No, no, like no. That? She's like, everyone just said jingle, jangle. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. I'm oh, like, God. what? If, if that's your, what? If that's <laughs> your bar <laughs> for worst dream ever. No, she's had some pretty... Nothing like because because uh, usually I'm used to hearing like oh and then someone chased me and then the, and then I was like that's not scary but like, who am I to say um, they were all crawling towards. Do you watch her. any more movies? I watch Scrooge. I I really like Scrooge. I want to rewatch it. Good. I hate I hate I hate National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've watched it every Christmas Eve for the first 18 years of my I, life. I expect, a glorious film. I love that movie. So. Me too. Oh. Well, hey, do you do you do you just like it because of it, if it's status in your life, or do you just like it, like objectively as a movie? Yeah, status in my life. Okay, that's I mean nice. whatever. Yeah. It's, it's what, that's fair. Fine. I almost want, I wanted to watch because Animal House is on Netflix now. I, I was uh, like, should we watch Animal House? Wait, no. I watched Mean Girls for the bajillionth time this week. I watched Mean Girls for the first time. Oh, what it's do you think? Movie. This week? Yeah, like two weeks no. ago. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's all right. Again, another lodestone of popular culture. Yeah. You know, if I've heard you go Glenn Coco for a thousand times, it's like that scene doesn't really hold much weight when yeah. I watch it. And it's, it's definitely like it still feels very much like it's 2002 or whatever that came out. Like it's the tone the, and the colors, like, the tone, the yeah. colors, the music. I do everything. think. Is it 2002 when that movie came out or uh, before? I don't want it. I don't think. I feel like color palettes in movies got darker after 9-11. Like I'm not even joking. Like, no, no, that's if you look yeah, at, like, yeah, that's no. the thing. Like, well, it, might it depends on what like Christmas with the cranks is just like dark color. Paint. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm all right with skipping Christmas. The the book that's based on. Well, one thing that happened is you you saw contrast boost a lot once. Like not like that's true. Even even Teal even when they would still use film, they would use the film. They would then post process and compute and you know once we started post processing everything in computers, it was like, well, got to pump the contrast up. People like to see high contrast. We right. got to pump the saturation or up. color like correction. The um, yeah. two thousand four. I liked watching that movie, and just just at random points when Lindsay Lohan was on the screen, I would just say, I feel bad for Lindsay Lohan, and I would <laughs> clarify like not because of her performance, just where her life led her. Oh, <laughs> going well. Yeah, yeah, it's going yeah. great. Going great. I don't it's know. not yeah. Um. Also, I almost forgot, going back to Jungle Book, uh, we were watching it, and like the first big Shere Khan scene happens. Or maybe it was the second one. Maybe it was the one with the wolves, if you know what I'm talking about, oh, where, yeah. where he runs into yeah. the wolves. Mm-hmm. And we watched that, and we're like, huh. And then Wendy and I both look over to the end of the couch, and Albus is sitting there, wide-eyed, staring at the TV, and then he whips his head at us, almost to say, this is a fucking amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> But I, so, you guys, so you guys two, should two see two the Jungle Book from Elvis. I need, and, I need to finish. John Favreau directed it. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. I like, I like John. I really like the first Iron Man. I like Swingers. I like Chef. Did you see that teaser with Happy Hogan for Spider Man? Did he looks, he looks a little old. Well, that's what happens when you age. But like, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Alex. But it looks like John Favreau just kind of like. It did look a little bigger. Put his yeah. weight on yeah. for Chef, and then just kept putting yeah, the weight on. Did you see Chef? Because he was. Yeah, I did not see Chef. Have you guys seen Chef? I've seen Chef. I thought it was good. What's it about? It's all right. I, know. I thought it was like a, a, it's a fun little story. John Favreau is like a head chef at a kitchen. Dustin Hoffman's the owner, and he fires him or he quits or whatever. Then he r- runs a food truck. And Iron Man gives and, him and, a food and truck. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really about like Iron Man. It's a father-son. It's like. They pretended there was a writer's strike, and then John Favreau was like, "Let's go make a different movie." And they well, took all the Iron Man people. A huge <laughs> passion funny. project, I think. For yeah, him, and like that came across. Yeah, because he was in it. He directed it, and it's like, wow. He's it's also a, he's directed a lot. Like he directed Elf, I think. Cowboys right? versus Aliens, Elf. Ugh. 
I, I enjoyed Cowboys. I, yeah, I'm with you. I had that, that was that was dumb I and not, awesome. I didn't, I didn't see it, but I was Daniel like, Craig was in that, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. then Olivia Wilde and Harrison Ford. All the aliens. Oh, so God, they, Ford they threw in it. so much alien stuff at the end of that. Like, it's not like a good spaceship. Movie. No, it's, it's not. not it's not a good not. movie. I never it, in one millisecond of my life assumed that that was going to be a good movie. I I saw it in theaters. I think I did too. And it was a summer where I was was working out. Like I had a landscaping job, and I think that it was just like. This is the best thing. I'm in a cold room. There's big explosions going on. I don't have to think. It's yeah. Where hey, I was th- there's from. a time and place for movies like that. You know, we like uh, pixels. You know, um, yeah, yeah, they always end. Which uh, is everywhere. in my grave. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about the Westworld finale yet. I haven't seen yeah, it. Okay. So no, no, moratorium. I have. Not I'm happening. still. I'm two episodes behind. Because I thought that part where the alien showed up. I thought episode eight was, was the, the season finale. So I was like, oh, well, uh, that yeah, ended. You've got two more. Yeah. I would say you got some more Radiohead to listen to. Yeah, you do. You have. A fantastic use of radio. Oh my god! Exit music for a film. Yeah, yeah, so good for a film. What song? Can I get what song it is? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's exit ex- music for a film. He just said it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wait, that's <laughs> the name of a exit. song. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exit music. Radiohead is fantastic. Dylan, that album, OK Computer, is one of the greatest. Albums OK Computer. No, I tried. Don't it's like one it. of the greatest albums ever. Made. I'm gonna say that album is amazing. But band, when when did when did Radiohead first like when did that band come about? Ninety four. Well, yeah, they were big. Well, they were been recording for before. If Creep was there, like if if any band yeah. Pablo Honey was like ninety four. Any band was founded in the nineties. There's like an eighty percent chance I either won't like it, okay. or will stop listening to it after. Do you like Red Hot Chili Peppers? Sure. I think they're founded, they're founded I, in the eighties. I think Radiohead transcends, yeah, the nineties. Though I think that that's sure oh, they don't sound. They're not a grunge. I, I will say post. No. They're very much a specific the only, kind of band. So that's why so I can understand that's why, why I'm like not them. saying a certain genre. I'm saying that most there 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 is a temperament of some sort, and there is a style of music that. Erupted in the nineties. Sad, sad music. and whiny. <laughs> oh, I, I love show. fake plastic trees. Is like, oh, the Benz. Is, the Benz hey, is amazing. If you want to talk whiny, we'll, we'll talk about all the music I started listening to in the early two thousands. You want to listen to my my created song called "Whiny Nice Song"? <laughs> that sounds about right. It sounds like Cartman. It does. Yeah, sound like Cartman. It does. Yeah. It's like Car- Cartman singing Nirvana. Also Zilla blew away. up in the nineties. I like. I am. I am a big fan of, of the Radioheads. Um. Um, you like, should listen. You from. should listen to Exit Music though, because it's not. It's less whiny than a lot of Radiohead, and it's amazing. Yeah, that's why I don't like Death Cab for Cutie, but like oh. Postal oh, Service. I love Death Cab so much. But I like Postal Service because yeah, I love. Postal it's more atmosphere. I need to send you a band. So you should listen to like later these, Radiohead. These because later Radiohead is more is, is totally like the thing with Radiohead. Every album is different. Um, mm-hmm. Do not listen to Pablo Honey. It's their first album, and it's everything you're saying you don't like about music. Um, I would probably skip the Benz as well. Yeah, uh, I could see why you may not I like skip okay, the Benz. Computer. I would. I would listen to um, Kid A. I would listen Kid a to Kid A or, or um, I would Rainbows. listen to In Rainbows. I, I think actually, you would like In Rainbows. I think when he had a copy of OK Computer, and so, I tried, yeah. and I was like, yeah. OK Computer is not my favorite by them. I know, unpopular so opinion. Good. In Rainbows is one of my favorite albums. In Rainbows is amazing. So the thing is that when In Rainbows came out, because they released it, remember when they released it free, and it was like a whole yeah. So I paid for it. I. Well, I was a like, real fan. I was like 13. So like the um, I did not like In Rainbows when it came out. And then I went through and listened to all my dad's Radiohead albums. And then I grew to like In Rainbows. So so, so Radiohead for me has this very distinct as a, they're unique as a band for me in that. Every album of theirs. I typically do not like until I do. 
Yep. And then I love. Yep. And then I listen to it uh, nonstop, and I have very specific points in my life that I associate with very specific albums. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, OK Computer for me was freshman year of college when I discovered it, and was like, oh wow, Radiohead's you know what's weird amazing. Is that I discovered OK Computer my freshman year of college? Yeah. And That's then, so weird. And then, and then they fell in, in between love. my junior and senior year. Um, when I was doing my internship out in Napa, I just listened to the Benz nonstop and fell in love with the Benz. Um, and I still didn't, I still was like, I don't get kid. A. I don't understand why people like this album. Um, and then, uh, this, my senior year of college, when I did that traveling around the world scholarship to go to all the wine regions and stuff. Um, and I just taken a flight from San Francisco to Paris and it was like four in the morning and I was just miserable and it was dark and like, and and I'm sitting there drinking coffee in Paris, completely hungover, and just so like, just every Parisian everything right that you're describing, right. and then I'm, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> in the airport. And there was a line of them, and I put on I put on my headphones, um, with your walk, and 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 I was like, I'll just give Kid A a try, and man, it just clicked, and I just started listening but to Kid A for the rest of that trip nonstop. You and I um, also, and you, I don't know about you guys, but I listen to, I have to listen, I listen to albums. Like start, I'm an album like I'm an album, I'm an album I, I switch back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, Same. I need to listen to an album, and then I just put everything on shuffle. Well, and Discover, I skip five songs, and I'm like, all right, I'll listen to this one. I'll skip ten songs, and I'll listen to that one. Spotify's Discover Weekly has gotten me to listen Same. to more music that way, but also, Same. my favorite thing is that I'll find a band on Discover Weekly, and then just go listen to that album. But I, you know. So, I, so I believe. I Rush of Blood of the Head is one of my favorite albums. So, so, Coldplay's a good example, but, so, I have... I believe there are two sources for one's predilections towards music. It's either kind of your generational music that like the people around you or like what's what's popular or things like that. Not 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 like trying to debase it, but saying like, you know, it's an easy venue for discovery or your parents because a lot of my music tastes come from my dad specifically. Or I used to listen to a lot of Jack Johnson because my mom listened to a lot of Jack Johnson. Then I stopped listening to Jack Johnson. I think as a musician, I broadened what I found enjoyable to listen to mm-hmm. um but as a musician you're appreciating more than just like yeah so like one of my favorite albums of all time is is um miles davis's kind of blue right so you're talking about just jazz like there's no other way to describe it other than jazz and it's like you know or that's an album rock. that i got neither of my parents neither of my friends it was just like i kind of stumbled upon it as like Hey, you're a musician. Here are some albums you should listen to. Blah blah blah. Right, and like, and I found it, and I just fell in love with it. Um, so it's just like stuff like that. But I think by and large, you're right. I think music. Your parents are hugely influential in in your music taste. That's why I'm about like three thirty years removed of most music that's listened to. And then when something like I don't know that tries to rekindle that, like Mumford and Sons, like I listen to that. But also like, so you listen to a lot of like seventies music, the sixties and seventies, a lot of classic rock. But mm-hmm. like, um, also. Sometimes music just falls out of favor, and I'm sure you guys have this too. Like I used to listen to a lot of Coldplay, a lot of oh, Mo- sure. Modest Mouse, um, and then I just stopped. Yeah, I was like, I got pissed at Modest Mouse because the concert pissed me off. So yeah, I used to listen to a lot of Limp Bizkit and Corn, and then I, and then mm. I just stopped. Just hey, mix it together. Let's talk about Famous Limp Bowl. for a second because there is a time. <laughs> Can we talk about they how they should they should make a super group called Famous Bowl that has members of Limp Bizkit and members of Corn in it and Smash Mouth and Smash Mouth. <laughs> guy, guy Fieri in there. Um, the first like big concert I ever went to was when I was fifteen or fourteen. Yeah. Um, and I, it was Limp Bizkit and Godsmack and DMX. Oh my God! Wait, what? That's not the best concert <laughs> and, ever. And and, and Limp Bizkit played in, inside of a giant robot that spat fire. 
Oh, I'm not even. My, I, I can't comprehend this. Because this is when they were like the biggest band in the world. It's I'm not even a sold out show. That sounds like an awesome. Like, and, I don't like two of the bands, but I would pay to see DMX right now. In, in this room. DMX. Yeah, he, he actually did. Like a good neighbor, DMX is he there. He didn't perform. What? He Can I get a hot tub? At, what a like, punk, We were dude. waiting for him to come on the stage, and they came out, and they were like, we're really sorry, DMX isn't going to perform. Um... But you can get a, a ticket refund if you want. But X is going to give it to you. We closed <laughs> my last presentation it. with DMX. So I didn't know that was his song. X is going to give it to you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about First rap. we got to rock. Nothing. Then we got to roll. So that's so your point <laughs> about, like, like, I felt like I was super inspired by, like, all of my dad and my mom's music. Um, like, my first concert was a Dave, of course, a Dave Matthews concert. And then they just my give second them away. was a Smash Mouth concert, but like <laughs> I've never seen them. But I did listen to a lot of Smash Mouth growing up because my mom. Um, did. But I think that I also I started getting into music as kind of when I was like, and I think that we all go through this. Like, and I wanted to have music that was my like that I so that when I got yeah. when I started getting into to mm-hmm. rap and hip hop, I was like, I want to just get into this because I, I really love this and like. And Gordon helped a lot with that too, because he was way into it. But like I started. I, that's funny. That Gordon yeah, right. Was in there. But Gordon like, and I would be able to have conversations with people that. Because I knew Gordon, and he would tell me like all the drama and like how the hip hop scene works. Like, I really found a music community that. But that's also your peers, like that. Yeah, you're kind of telling. I'm saying the same thing. But um, uh, watching Straight Outta Compton made me appreciate. I mean, and I know that's like old '90s sure. West Coast hip hop, but like West maybe Coast, the politics of early hip hop is really fascinating. Or how everyone really got cool fucked. Stuff. Like everyone got yeah. fucked. Easy, like, easy, you got super easy. fucked. Yeah. Well, the um, music industry's fucked, and it's yeah. it's still fucked. Like Spotify's fucking musicians. Yeah. Uh, the whole yeah, but not enough to make you stop using it. No, nah, I still love the service because it's it's a. I mean, I mean because what free. I mean what all of us were doing, and I'm not saying all of us in this room, but like, um, I was definitely just stealing music left and right because I couldn't afford the sheer quantity of music I wanted, and then I would go and and buy tickets to shows or buy merch, but I'm still just like getting the music for free, um, and so this way I feel. I feel like I'm paying more for music now than I have in a decade with Spotify. Yeah. Well, also this is a sting. My DCMA or no. my digital millennium no. cover no. right now. He's, he's wearing a wire. Tackle him. No. We're recorded. Well, we got, let's, let's, let's talk about video games. Okay. Have you been playing any games? I've been playing. Uh, actually, I have a story, Ooh. Uh, which is video game related. Don't worry. So I really wanted this lime green new 3ds xl that was an mm. amazon exclusive lime right? green eh yeah because you know so my so i have like a weird nostalgia i mean it's probably not that weird but like so like i really like that game boy advance sp that's styled like a uh, original nintendo i like the 3ds that's also styled like a nintendo but i never bought them you know i've seen like all the special edition consoles that nintendo's made over the years you know they had like the the pokemon game boy color or mm-hmm. like the special edition pikachu n64 things like that never purchased any of them either cuz i didn't have any money no it's cuz i never had any money but it's uh but you always see them it's like you know but that's cool i would really like to have that but not enough to make me like force myself to try to find a way to get it but this lime green 3ds I really wanted because I had a, a, a lime green or kiwi green was technically what it was called Game Boy Color, which I no longer have because they gave it to my brother and sorry Perry, but you don't take care of my shit. And you know, it it was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Perry out the family laundry on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but little brothers never take care of your hand me downs and it really upset me. Um like I gave my Game Boy Advance a battery pack. Let that be a lesson, gone. Perry. Yeah, Perry. Never getting my shit again, Perry. Uh but so 
you know, it, I had this weird emotional connection to wanting to get the system. So I was like, okay, it's $200. You know, I'll either get it, you know, around Christmas time. And I checked like when I went home for Thanksgiving, I was like, all right. And it was Amazon exclusive. So you could only get it on Amazon. I checked about a week and a half ago, sold out. Not only was it sold out, it said underneath no stock available on the Amazon page. We're not sure if or when we will ever get this right. item. And I like kind of like what? <laughs> um, which I mean, obviously, like I should have known better because because of the NES classic shit and because Nintendo never makes enough copies of their. You can't find two DSs anywhere right now, or three DSs. No, I know all the three DSs sold out everywhere. Like I don't know what Nintendo did this year to get. They are pushing more now than it's, it's weird. Weird. But so I was like, well, let's see what let's see what's looking like on eBay. And on eBay, they were going for around between like two fifty and three fifty. Um, terrible. It's it's a premium. Um, but like you know. But then you have to worry about bid snipers and stuff. So like, usually the bids would start around um, uh, like two fifty, and then by the end of the auction they would end up at like three twenty. And then but you could just buy them straight out at like three thirty or three fifty. Uh the what was really cool is I saw one auction where this guy he was like, yeah, my daughter bought this and she decided she didn't want it, so I'm selling it. And I looked at the auction history, and this was like, he put it up like a month ago before any of this shit started happening. And he also bundled it with a copy of Pokemon Sun. Mm. So it went from, he started the opening bid at 99 cents, and then like, you know, in the first two weeks, it went up to like 50 bucks. And then after all the stock went out, it just skyrocketed to like 250. And I'm like, that guy has no idea what's going on in the market right now, but that guy's going to have, like, he's going to get his money back. Um, But yeah, so I really wanted this, and I was like, oh, that's probably, I probably shouldn't, shouldn't buy it, like probably dumb for me to pay that much of a premium mm. and then two days passed and i bought one nice you have it you right. bought it for you, you on, yeah. on ebay Ooh. oh man that looks nice that's a new 3ds so if it was a regular like not new model i wouldn't have bought it well, i've actually I already have a it 3DS. looks like spotify it does look like spotify spotify edition i don't think i've ever properly held a 3ds before this is the new one yeah this, so it has this a sec- just feels good as a second thumb stick like the little nubbin that you have IBM on like nub. yeah what's the uh gray button it's here? a bu- it's a nub it's a, that's second, a nub that's a, a thumb stick. oh neat eh, so like if you're right. if you're playing like majora's mask i'm used to uh, camera control that little red mm-hmm. mouse button oh, on cool. Lenovo thing. yeah pads. it's cool for like monster hunter like it makes the game yeah it's funny because like i have uh the new pokemon and like it just doesn't acknowledge that button's there it uh came bundled with super mario world um which I think is cool. I do too. I like and, Super Mario World. And I love Super Mario World. So it was $330. Oh my God. But my coworker wants to buy my old 2DS or 3DS. And I'm cool. probably going to sell it to him for 100 So mm-hmm. hey, there you go. So I'll, 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 I'm only paying a $30 premium. Well, if you mark it end. up, don't show him this podcast. <laughs> the, the, um, so what's interesting, what's kind of shitty actually is that. The new 3DS models are the only ones that can play Super Nintendo games on the Virtual Console. Uh, yeah. Right, I mean... But this can play Super Nintendo games? Yes, so this but is yours like can't. A slightly, no, no, a slightly no, no, beefed no, no, no. up um, machine. It's a better processor in it. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's got better 3D, which is cool. I just never use 3D, so yeah. it's not... It's a non-starter. And it's cool, like, when you when you start it, um, when it does, like, the setup, it shows you, like, what, what, it's, what it's tracking. So it has this little, like, stick figure in the corner, and he's, like, moving back and forth. When you move your head, it moves. So the tracking is pretty, actually, really good on it, and it helps cool. the stereoscopic 3D. But I really like it. It's very beautiful. Nice. I'm very happy about it. Glad you like it. Um, I'll probably get Majora's Mask soon and play it on here. Um, so I only ever played Super Mario World on uh, the Game Boy Advance. Really? Yeah. So the button mappings are different. 
because nah. spin jump is tied to the shoulder buttons on the Game mm-hmm. Boy Advance because there's only two face buttons. Ah. But the shoulder buttons don't do anything on this version of Super, yeah, uh, Super Mario World. You're emulating the SNES one. Yeah. yeah. So I kept God, accidentally I hitting game. Y and he would Pretty. he would spin off Yoshi. I'm like, what the fuck? No, sh- L and R are the sh- yeah. are the spin jump. And then it's it, big. It dawned on me. Super Mario World is just that game is amazing. Big. I've played it. I've I've played it all the way through. Really? On Game Boy Advance. So I've been so I played a little bit of Super Mario World, and then I bought Mason's copy of Pokemon Omega Ruby. And, and my copy of X. I think. And copy of Pokemon X. Which do you have that case yet? <laughs> I'll find it. Okay. It's it's here somewhere. Um, I've only been playing Alpha, uh, Omega Ruby, which Ruby is probably my third favorite Pokemon game behind Yellow and Crystal. Um, I think Ruby does was a very pretty game, and I really like that generation of Pokemon. This has just so many um, ease of use things in it. Dude. So the XP Pokemon Sun. Even more? Is, it's like a case study. I'm like, hey, everything that you were ever annoyed with Pokemon, we fixed. Like, it's... And you can... You, the XP share is incredible. Like, yeah. how it levels teams out and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, or, like, you know... And it's really... Tracker's fun. Like, the idea yeah, of being able to find but stuff. It's even, like, yes. They made a feature that was annoying and then you had to go to, like, strategy guides or wikis to, like, figure out. It's like, all right, what area has this Pokemon? What area has that Pokemon? What's the spawn rate? Et cetera, et cetera. But it's just on... It's built into that. Is that in Sun? It's even cooler because you pretty much do. There's like these spots where there's like Pokemon Snap spots, and mm-hmm. it helps you figure out what Pokemon are in this area because you take photos of them, and then it tags them for that area. That's cool. Sun's the only. My only problem with Sun is that I've played for like an hour, and I'm still they're still teaching me how to play the game, and like, like guys, get it. I'm like, dude, I've been playing Pokemon for like a decade. Like, let's fucking do this. But. There are little things in Pokemon Sun where it's like, if you've fought a Pokemon before, the first time it doesn't tell you, but when you fight it again, it'll tell you your attacks that are strong and weak against it. Yeah. Which is just like, like you, it's normally yes, you have to memorize that stuff, but like it's little considerations like that. Like yeah. you no longer have to use a paralyzed heal. You just have to like brush your Pokemon off yeah. after. And like, you can, which is great for poison because poison's the most annoying one. Yeah. Because you, every step you take, it uh, takes health off of it. Does that stupid screen say, my nightmares are made up of that noise. <laughs> or like flashes it. I hate they. So, when you go to the PC to swap out your Pokemon, mm-hmm. their options are withdraw Pokemon, deposit Pokemon, or move Pokemon. And move Pokemon is the same exact features as withdraw and deposit, but on the same screen. That's weird. So, you can just swap what? them out. They got rid of move Pokemon in Omega Ruby, and it drives me insane. So, they fixed that too. In Sun. I figured. And I was like, cool about this Sun is, is dumb. When you capture a Pokemon and your party's full. You can just put it in your party and send someone else back. Oh, I like, like that. Like little things like that. Like just, does does it heal it? Yeah. Oh. And like, um, or no, I don't know. If it doesn't heal it, that's. I, mean, I just got uh, a Pichu. I got a Plessy or Minun, whatever the. I got a Rowlet. He's pretty dope. Rowlet's the cool. The animations in the game, the way they make it enter, like when I throw Rowlet out, he'll look back at me sometimes. Yeah, he really, spins really his head like around. That. Like little, just little cute things like. There's a really funny picture of like a Rowlet like looking back at the trainer and he's like fighting like a Aerodactyl or something. <laughs> he's like, you're fucking serious right now? So my Rowlet just learned Astonish and the attack animation is hilarious because Rowlet just turns around and then spins around really quickly and goes, Whoa! and like, that's the attack. And like, every time I do it, it cracks me up. And I'm like, yes, you gave him a jump. <laughs> like, it's like you're Christopher Walken, you scared him. I think... When you, because you're gonna play it eventually, and if any of you guys ever play it, like the beginning is painfully slow. Mm. But once you get past it, you start to see they start to peel back. Like what's this game is significantly different than any Pokemon I've played. Yeah, there's no gems. No, 
That's and interesting. The, the, it feels like the most 3D Pokemon I've ever played. Like, rarely are you over, like, top-down. Whereas an Omega Ruby and an X, a lot of time you're still top-down. They do a lot of cool, like, transitions. Like, when you're in a city, it zooms in closer to your character and stuff, which I really like. But, like, a lot of times in this one, you're behind your character. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, like, it's over crazy. the shoulder. They do that when you enter, like, Mauville City or whatever mm-hmm. the city was in Omega Ru- Ruby. Ruby. You can play anything else? Keep meaning to get back to The Witcher, but... Witcher! I've been so busy. Yeah. It's good. It's a good game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it by Game of the Year, but that's okay. We'll find out. Dan? Yeah. I'm playing lots of stuff. Um, My penis? So, that's not what I've been playing, Dylan. Um, okay, so I... <laughs> just to clarify. Just I would like the record to show... Just so our listeners know. So, two things. One, Perry, what the fuck? Two, Dan is not playing Dylan's penis. All right, moving on. All right. Um, oh, yeah. I meant your penis, but my, so whatever. I think the the first one I'm going to talk about would be Life is Strange. So I finished that. Um, when did you finish that? Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we talked <laughs> talk about this, but I I might have I lost played it all. I, pre- I played pretty much the second half of episode two through the end of episode five since like Thursday night. So it's been like two days. You you are a man. I'm um, just beasted through it. <laughs> um, what a champ! What a good guy. Grit his teeth and. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. James Garfield is what that was. Uh, so, yeah, um, I liked it a lot. Um, I think that it does a really good job of tackling um, a lot of interesting issues that I think a lot of video games don't tackle. Um, I think that the plot does a good job of kind of keeping a pace. Um, I think that I still consistently liked the art direction. I think the score and the soundtrack are great. Um, when Bright Eyes came on in episode three, I was just like, oh, oh, yes, oh hell that. yes. Love that. Um, uh, let's see. Um, trying to be spoiler free here. Um, I really liked the conventions that they did plot wise in episode four involving the time traveling with Chloe um, with mm-hmm. Chloe's yeah yep that um, is like I think when that sequence started I was like all right I'm yeah like, if I wasn't fully on board before I'm completely with you now yeah yeah they did a really good job with that um and I liked that a lot uh episode four I think was my favorite episode I think it's everyone's favorite because I saw some poll going around I was like what's your favorite episode of life is strange and it was like that yeah. episode just skyrocketing yeah mm-hmm. um I think I think that was my favorite. I think episode two, I really liked the way that it ended because um, that was where I first was like, okay, cool. They're dealing with, with some stuff here, which is awesome. Um, things, uh, let's see, what else? Um, I, things I didn't care for. Um, the dialogue still just didn't do it for me throughout most of it. So even though I really liked the plot, I still had a hard time, especially like, the inner monologue stuff like you, you you select to look at something in the environment and it's just her thinking something to herself that just doesn't sound like something someone would think to themselves or it's just pure like man this is a picture of a butterfly and you're like well i know it's a picture of a butterfly i'm looking at it you know what i mean so like yeah. stuff like that where i'm like and and where i found that really weird were there are certain points where 
you're in a room with one other person and like you'll talk to that person and then you just kind of start rummaging through their shit and they don't <laughs> yeah. say anything yeah. um, and you're just like classic like RPG like I'm gonna break right. in your house and dig right. through your trash right exactly and break all these pots um, but because the game is so narrative driven it felt weird yeah. and so like that was another one of the things that I, I wished I really like when they do when they did introduce kind of game ish elements so like 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 the, the big board with the like the the connections, um, the connections yeah. and the clues and stuff, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and they did a few other things like that in the game. I would have liked to have seen a little more of that game element, um, or like that or, puzzle, the puzzle with you and the professor at the end. Right, right. Um, which was very difficult for me. I kept messing it up. Yeah. Or, or, um, uh, so either either more, a little more of that, or a little less of that. One of the two, because I it. felt yeah. like where it was at right now, um, it it. There, it felt like it was like taking away from the narrative flow, but then not giving you enough to feel like there were a few occasions mm-hmm. where it did. But I felt like I felt like it either could have used more of that or less of that. One of the two. But um, that's interesting. I like I I don't know what buy in I had with it, but there's just, yeah, it, it might have been the tone or whatever whatever mm-hmm. like topic it was tackling. But I that stuff completely glossed over me. Yeah, I don't know why. But yeah. also like it's it's a French company, which I think European. Companies have. I have saw very that different... writing come through. Yeah, where there are some conventions that might have just been lost in translation. Yeah, you know I mean? because yeah. you know people constantly tackle because uh, Quantic Dream, like Crazy Heavy Rain, those games constantly have like either poor voice acting or kind of yeah. stiff dialogue. Right. And I think it's just like you said, it's, it's yeah. This and and the whole time I was playing, and even little things like when you find the guy's ledger sheet and he's using commas instead of periods. In, to be, you know what mm, I mean, like yeah. like twenty six dollars and twenty eight cents with a comma in between instead of a period, and I'm like, this is this is definitely a game made by foreigners, and that shows. And I think, and that, oh good, um, uh, and so yeah, so that's definitely something that I think shows. Um, but it's not. I don't think it's to the detriment of it. I think it's. I think it's definitely worth playing. I think it's definitely worth playing for twenty bucks. And if you and even sometimes it goes on sale, it's even cheaper. It's like, why it's not? Like it's it's super entertaining. Um, I think. There are times where it felt a little, um, I, where I, I felt like I was maybe not the target for it, um, cause it felt like kind of like a CW, uh, kind of teen, um, not to say that that's a bad thing or a good thing, but just like, I'm a 31 year old man. Like I think right. there were times where it's like, if I were a 17 year old girl, I would be just like the person that they're speaking to. Um, and so I think the things that I took out of it, <laughs> well, I think it'd be a difference between like, if you know, you were to watch Juno now versus if you were yes. to watch Juno, if you yes. were like just coming out of high school. Absolutely. Or um, and so like, and, and I'm specifically saying this in reference to like some of the dialogue and some of the voice acting and some of the writing in that regard. I think a lot of it is like that attempting to, to speak to that space. Um, but also you don't like catcher in the rye. I don't, which um, I feel but again, like because I read it as an adult, right? Um, and I think, yeah, and I think but you don't like Catching the Rye. I like Catching the Rye. Oh, I read it um, when I first came to VCU. So yeah, that's a, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, uh, I will I say I was disappointed with the yes, ending. Mason, Mason loves it. Let's I acknowledge. Um, I was really disappointed with the ending. Uh, really, I I I liked the choice they gave you. Uh huh. Um, where which way? Uh, I've seen both. 
But which, after I which, chose one. But which one did you choose initially? Uh, so there's, let's say, the needs of the many and the needs of the one. Yeah. Uh, I chose the needs of the many. And you're boring. I always, I, I always the, choose that. It's, it's <laughs> one of two, two things that dog. you and I did differently of all the oh. major plot decisions. Uh-huh. You and I did almost exactly the same stuff, except for the last decision. Oh, wait. Does it show you my choices? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's cool. I uh, like that. that. Well, actually, like what it that. does is it shows you... You can see where, like, the percentage of people in the world that chose your choice, and then your and then friends. you can see just your friends, and you're the only friend I've had who's played it. So it's like I'm the only friend you've had, friend you right? Had, the only yeah, friend I have. Um, but so I went through it, and I could see like all all the things. So I kind of know how you played it. Wait, so what's the other choice that we made differently? Um, I don't remember. It was it was not a major one. Um, I, I think it, it was like Ten early on. Look at the condoms for like way longer. Oh, than you. it was or it was in uh, True. it was in episode one. Um, when, when, oh, is it with the paint? Mm-hmm. No, no, we did that. Uh, when, when you're in closed bedroom and, um, uh, uh, David comes in and like how you, oh, like, right, you right, blame right, right. her. I, I did the choice that I made was only done by 1% of the people in the world. So you blamed her, right? Is that, like, is I blamed that, her. I yeah. was like, I was like, no, yeah. that's her fault. Uh, so apparently I'm a dick, but was it like a joint or something. It, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's my joint. Yeah. Whatever. Take uh, the bullet. But, um, but yeah, but I think um, it, my my issue with the ending wasn't like I liked the choices that were presented at the ending. Um, I would have liked to have seen just a little more resolution, resolution, yeah, something, and even even like with the same, like so with the choice that I chose. Um, have you seen? Have you watched? I haven't. I never thought to look at the needs of the mini one because I, I chose the other one, and I was like. Like yes, it's very open ended. So whenever you talk about how you prefer more open ended endings, yeah, I immediately thought about that. Yeah, because I was like, this is open ended, but it's satisfactory. Like it's it. Yeah, like that's a good stopping point. Yeah, I think I. It depends for me if it's really narrative driven. I I, if you're gonna do it open ended, I want it to be open ended, but like, in a way that, I almost like an open ended darker ending. So like the one because you're talking about the one where they like were going away with yeah, the car. Let's right? talk. Can we, can we, did, I mean, can I just can we talk about this just a yeah, little I'm bit? Not gonna, I'm not gonna. So, play you, it. Are you are you not gonna play it? All right, I'm gonna play it, bud. I just like the I like it's dark and the idea is like these two happy friends are riding off into the sunset that's, and the entire town is fucked. <laughs> that's, 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 that's true. It's so um, it's like wait a second. Yeah, you just fucked everyone I, else you've ever known. So like in in the ending I chose and I did like I did like what they did I would have liked just a little bit more um it's it's basically it's funeral and and so Ooh. you're you're going to a funeral um and that's not dark enough for you but I could have uh, guessed no, that no 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 I'm saying that, episode, that that sure gonna, yeah 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 so that's a big spoiler to me um was dark enough um that's the one where I would have well, I would have so. just liked a little yeah how much darker could it be um <laughs> and then no. Max killed herself over <laughs> Chloe's body and, and then, then they this, both were buried together and then this thing with like you know the butterfly floats in and lands on the casket and Max looks at it and it's just like somber. Oh, fuck you. But I, but I would have like I don't know maybe like show what happens with her and Warren. Show. I, th- I think it's show... a very difficult thing to do. It is. In it is any writing it because is. there's so many times where it's like I had that. F- not talking about Westworld spoilers, but I had that fear with Westworld. Yeah. At what point they were going to stop with the finale? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like after I finished watching it, I'm like, it's 11:30. How long is this goddamn episode? I was like, oh shit, it's all like 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah wow. It's but it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Oh though. my god. But, yeah. It made me realize, like, there are so many times where they could have stopped short. Yeah. And I would have been super pissed. Yeah. But they stopped at just the right time where it's like, okay, there's enough. In Westworld. Yeah. There's yeah, enough for you to chew on. 
Yep. But we've 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 tied up I, enough. I really enough liked ends. the finale yeah. of Westworld, and we can talk That's about it once. Basically, yeah, I I loved it. Um, which, but across any writing, it's yeah. Yeah. so oh, difficult it's to be it's like hard. we're going to stop here, and we're going to know yeah. that this is enough information that we've given people. Yeah. Um. No, and that's, I think, I, I'm not, like, I'm not super critical of the endings. Um, I would have, like, just made, like I said, just a little more something. But it was kind of like you make this big series decision, and then they're like, okay, here's the two and a half minutes of, of right. how that wraps up. And, but, like, and that's oh. also why most movies, like, end on, like, the Star Wars award ceremony. Sure. It's like, all right, sure, here, sure. All right victory lap. Yeah, yeah. And, and I we're get done. It. And I get it. Um, but, yeah. Um, that's why I really want you guys to beat The Witcher. Because if you get the bad ending that I got, it is one of the best video game endings I've ever played. That's why I want. What constitutes uh, the bad ending? Like, how did you, it? it just, it's did, pretty you contrived. Didn't fuck everyone. It's con- pretty contrived. Oh, so you mean bad in terms of quality? No, he no, means no, no, like no, no. you I mean, made like, the, evil the evil ending. Oh, got it, got it, got it. But I, it didn't feel like the evil. There was like a bunch of dialogue sequences in the last five hours of the game that shaped the ending and how Sweet. you interact with Siri. Very Mass Effect Three E. Uh huh. Siri, find me. Uh, my daughter. No, it's, it's um. <laughs> yes, Geralt. But God <laughs> damn, did I? It just it hit. It felt tight in a way that I haven't seen an open world game end. And I watched the other endings, and the other ones don't have that, hmm. which is a bummer. So I think if you beat the game and you don't get the ending that I'm talking about, you should go and watch this because it. I was like, I was like, fuck. This is this is how it has. This is the only way it can end. And like, I was all about it. And like, oh my god. I'm curious. It's cool. So if I'm in Skellige and I'm like at the beginning of that chain, like I just had like the 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 You're doing the King's Gambit stuff. Well, let's say I'm at the part where they just like everyone threw their weapons in to say like I want to be king. That part, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, you're you're in the you're on the down slope. But so like, like, how long is that slope? We're talking Skellige like is a pretty ten hours. So yeah, Skellige is like the thing with the Witcher is that like the Witcher is a bunch of you are just inserting yourself in these different scenarios yeah it's like regional narratives right and i think that what was cool about what's cool about the series storyline is that this is kind of the driving thread of getting you through all of them and i felt like when the game comes to its conclusion it takes a long time because then you gotta because you're gonna go to the the witcher stronghold so, <laughs> which is and, fine i like oh, Morton. it's fucking um, sweet though like it's it's nuts yeah. speaking, of, speaking of the witcher i started playing that great um 45 minutes in Still, like just you're not even like yeah. You don't even even talk about The Witcher because I I wasn't going to, but since you brought it up, I'm like, well, I did start playing it. Well, Well, um, I I, I want if you guys, man, it's a, I mean, ten hours in the next week. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be able. I just think, and also, I don't think it'd be as enjoyable. No, no, no. You should not force it. You should play The Witcher on your terms. Like, you know. Um. Also loaded up. Gears 4, finally got that to work on my PC. Well, what, did you do the fucking I, driver thing? I de- no, I deleted it and reinstalled it on one of the other hard drives. Did you power cycle your router? Uh, I power cycled my router. Great, nice. Yeah, no, but I got it to work. Did you grit your teeth? Looks great. Um, Man, it just, it just, it just, that, that 1080 purrs, man. <laughs> like, Rawr. 60 frames a second, no problem at all. It's great. Um, Well, uh, I gentlemen. played Stardew Valley a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yep. Um... Uh, put about two hours into that, uh, or no, about an hour. Um, so that was fun. Uh, and then finally, um, oh, the uh, Google Earth in VR. Yeah, I, I saw to talk about that. more. Um, should we pause and wait for Mason? Nah, nah. Wait, uh, you said wanna, yes? No. Yeah, wait for Mason. Okay. Because a lot of a lot of what I want to talk about is like UX related stuff. So. Uh. Okay. 
we're taking an intermission right now. Meow. Um, and we're back. So, um, just to finish that conversation about life is strange real quick. Um, yeah, I think I urge you if, so I did, I also had a really hard time with the first episode. I found it to be, if you consider that there are five episodes, the first episode is one fifth, right? And it felt like one fifth of the game is just onboarding. Um, and even the first half of the second episode does that. Right. Once you get past that, the second half of the second episode on is very strong and specifically episode the second half of episode two episode three and episode four that to me the core nucleus there um is really great and it picks up at a great clip in episodes three and four where you you know the exposition and the narrative um the plot drives itself in a really good way uh and and uses that mechanic the time travel mechanic uh in really interesting ways um and then they tackle a lot of you know they tackle a lot of um, serious issues, uh, that are worth tackling and talking about. Um, so it's, you know, yeah. The, and if, if you like, and may seem constantly, you talk about like, you like the idea of adding and removing, taking agency away from, or not agency, but taking, taking control away from the player. There's a really good scene talking about with the woman on the roof, with the, yeah. the classmate on the roof, where they just take away your time powers. I see. I see. I was, and I was hoping that that is something that I, I think that game could do really well because they give you this kind of all-encompassing power. Yeah. And then when you give someone so much power... The and then there are moments is, where you feel helpless, which yeah. And I think that's is powerful. Because you, cool. yeah. you make assumptions and about, like, if no. I mess up this dialogue choice, time, I can do it I again. Never, I always felt like the time mechanic, once the plot got going and the, and the pace picked up and stuff, was, was well used and that's felt cool. important. Um, no, and, like, I'm not... My, it didn't feel, feel arbitrary. But I'm a little concerned because, like, I still think that the issues you had with the dialogue and the CW-ness of it's, it... And that's not going to go away. Right, and I don't know if I'm... Because the other thing that when I watched it, I felt like I was watching someone that watched a lot of high school dramas and wanted to create that tone, but never, I I didn't. I don't it's know. like they really never learned like how teen, to. Right. I just, sure, that's my thing. Like I that's just, weird. It's just I never felt that, and I don't know why. Because usually I hate that shit. Like you you compare it to CW stuff, and I can't stand anything on the CW. No, scene. and I, and it's and and I don't want you to think that like because I know I know that you really really love this this game. Um, and I don't want you to think that like. I look down on Don it or no, I don't think, think you that do. it's, uh, it's just, um, it's just what, what you might interpret as something sure. having yeah. CW-ness yeah, 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 yeah. and me having something CW-ness. Yeah. Like I think that's well, a death knell for something. You and think it could also just... be, you know, it, I think so much of this game and any narrative driven game can also really rely on the state of mind you're in when you play it. Like when you fire up gears of war, it's like, I'm just fucking well, fuck shit up. like whatever. And, and so I think with narrative based stuff, it's like when you read a book, sometimes you read a book or watch a movie and, and you're like, you're just not in the right headspace yeah, or you totally. are, or so I think, you know, it's possible that when you played it, you were like in the perfect headspace to play it. Well, I played it before um, we went back to school that right. spring semester. And I was just like, I have like eight in the spring. Oh, like right, I, right, I played right, in right, January. Right, yeah. Right, 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 right. And I was just like, Hey, I have like eight narrative based games here. And I just like set them yep. up, knocked them down. I was yep. like, all right, game of Thrones done. Wolf, yep. Wolf among us done. Um, but yeah, no, and I, I, um, I loved, I, I, I loved when the clip really picked up. Like, I don't think, I don't think that I have an issue with the CW-ness of it. I found it very entertaining. I think, you know, I think and sometimes. there's good CW. Like, the Flash is like. Well, there's good, it's, you know, there's entertaining. I think there's a tone that I, I see yeah. in that game, too. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Arrow season one is like, but I recommend worst. Life is Strange. I think Life is Strange <laughs> is definitely, definitely worth playing. Um, so that being said, I I wish that <laughs> I know this would be bad, really bad business for them, but I wish that they would give away. I know they're they give away the first the episode game. for free. No, I wish they would give away the first two episodes because because you don't think I didn't get hooked. I didn't get hooked until the end of the second episode. Okay, um, what do you think about the part? like the insane part in episode five where so it was more abstract yeah yeah i i actually really liked that i did too um i could see I, in fact i thought that was one of the stronger parts of that episode but i could see that being a very derisive like a very I agree um uh polarizing thing i agree um i think it's the part that felt the most like a game um yeah because it was the least narrative, and you're like trying to walk and avoid yeah. things. It's like a stealth. Yeah, it's like a stealth. mini stealth. Um, but it, but I, but I liked it because I felt like it was a I, I felt like it was a strong way to kind of allegorically represent yeah. um, all your shit kind of falling apart. You know what I mean? And 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 so it's like yes, this is happening in the t- in the construct of time, but it's also happening in the construct of um, again back taking it back to that like kind of teenage high school narrative of. This is how you deal with all of the shit around you falling apart. And like we were talking about endings, I feel like allegory is another thing that's really difficult to do. Yeah. Because you do fucking, I, I shit in the trash can. Allegory. Like, right. it's it's stuff like that. But so it's really hard to walk that line where, you know, you have to build. I'm saying that like anyone could just say that's an allegory and leave it at that. Like, oh, it's artistic interpretations. Like, no, it's just lazy writing. But I don't, I don't the part that we're talking about where it gets allegorical. I think it does it in a good way. So one thing, and and I only just thought of this now, um, is I I wonder if the intention also of the writers was to make it seem as though in the end all the stuff that actually happened didn't really like matter. Like, well, no, that it didn't actually it. happen. That it was just like oh, I would have hated that. But I'm but maybe. I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm wondering if that's. Where they were going, although although no, because you were given the choice of never mind, never mind. We can talk about it later. Okay, um, we we'll talk about it later. Go, Google Maps VR. So Google Maps VR. Mm. Um, man, I heard it's fantastic. Man, I ah, uh, if you want to talk about a killer app, I know this isn't a game, but um, it is. Okay, so let's kind of props up your thesis about VR though it's not man be a game that does it, it's gonna be no it's not you know? it's it's the utility and it's it's the presence and it's um you know true VR that where you have agency to do what you want to do uh is where the future of VR is it's not 360 video it's not immersive cinema it's having control over the things around you Google Earth allows you to go anywhere in the world and fly around and it's awesome um, first off, just they, one of the things I really appreciate from a design standpoint, um, they've designed the controls and the UX, um, and the IXD to be just so well thought out and they onboard perfectly because they put you through a scenario of going around to different places in the world. Um, and they, so they introduce the controls to you, uh, in a really natural way. Uh, and they take you to cool places. Like they're like, okay, here's Florence, go fly around the Duomo. Uh, you know, here's, Duomo. Here's uh, Yosemite Canyon in in California. Um, you know, they they do really cool stuff with that. 
Um, and so they introduce you really intuitively and then, and then you just go wherever you want. So I'm like, I'm going to go see my dad's house. I'm going to go see my mom's house. So, I'm going to go see like my house here in Richmond. What's the um, UI for you're that? You're standing outside of your house, <laughs> right. inside your house. In VR. Like, Wait, what the fuck like, are we doing Oh here? God, it's so real. Uh, and then you take look it off. It's still there. <laughs> uh, you look out your window. <laughs> it's never you left. looking at you. Wait, what the fuck, um, man? So you were going to, you asked a question, Dylan? So what's the UI like for like punching an address? Um, you, you, you don't, you can. I don't know if you can. I well, didn't. how did you see your house? Like, how did you visit your house? Did you, you just so, zoom so out? So you zoom and in and zoom out. Okay, oh. it's like, that's so what you, I figured. You can, you can use the left pad, thumb pad to, like, rotate the earth, and then you can, like, press up or down on it to oh, zoom what in power? and out. Rotate the like earth, that's like will. And existential crisis if I did that. Like, and zoom all the way out, and I see the entire world. Yeah, that Ooh, really cool. and, yeah. the, and that's what's cool about the onboarding, is the onboarding starts you really locally and pulls you out and pulls you out and pulls Does you out. Does it use your local, then, like, position to when it starts you? Uh, no, but that uh, would be cool. That would be cool. Um, but then it finishes with you seeing the earth from space and then the, the title google earth comes in and you're just like oh, oh jesus it's amazing <laughs> it's universal no it's so good though it's so good well and, um, uh, i read an article and then, about it where they were describing that the effect because you know that whole astronauts complex where you see the whole earth and you're like you have yeah. this kind of like emotional reaction to it yeah. like this, r.i.p junglin this is like a yep. percentage of a percentage of that but it still gives you that sense in a way that no other uh, interaction with Google Earth has before. That's, like, re- that's like really, really cool. You feel that you understand the scope and scale of this world around it, which is nuts. yeah. That's um, every climate denier. And it's, it's um, I really like the art direction that they use because they do the modeling. It's just satellite uh, images. No, I'm just I was about to say, no, like, no, no, it's, it's kidding, not. Kidding, um, <laughs> they make is my they favorite. Make, art they make everything direction. look <laughs> like um, like pop up books, like like a cool pop up book. Yeah. And so all the models of the buildings are kind of like like paper. Um, like pulled together paper. Wow. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it would look like shitty, like three D mod. Like yeah. Huge. yeah. If, you, if you use the um, web version, you can kind of see when it breaks down. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird angles and stuff. I do like yeah. when they do trees and stuff though, because like sometimes they three D show the trees in the satellite view if a tree's big enough and it has this cool like yep organic kinda, shape. Yeah. yeah, and they do and they do a lot of that in in this and like going to I went to Venice. Um, I was flying around Venice and they just it just it looks just ah oh, I just feel and the flying mechanic because. You essentially are holding the control, the Vive controller, and since it can sense, the, it's 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 sixed off, right? So it's got it's sensing not just up, down, left, right, back, forward. It's also got yaw, pitch, and tilt. Um, it's you can move however you want, and as long as you're holding forward, you, it it works to tilt your direction. So you can like you can just like really cool, easily navigate around the buildings and fly around. I don't know. It's just, it's so cool. I heard it's amazing. It's I, I want to try it out. Yeah. I mean, you, I know you asked if I could come over today, but yeah, I, I don't have time. So. Yeah, no, come sometime this week. Come, come on over. Come. come Dan and I are him. pretty much done with school too. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, right. we have, we do, we have one more thing to do on Wednesday, but I'm free. My birthday. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, so I wanted to talk to, to Google Earth VR just because, um, it, it was pretty mind blowing. I'm I excited to try it. Great use of VR. Do you, do you want to talk about your presentation? Um, sure. Do you have a, is that video available? Um, not yet. I still have to put it on YouTube, but I've got it. I've, it's, I I just need to sync up the audio. It's the only thing I'm waiting on. If you, if you want, I can link to it. Cool. And and the, this podcast description, if you get it, if you get done time, Dan. Okay. (laughs) Homework. Um, yeah, no, I did, uh, I did a, a talk last week on the importance of VR. Um, it was specifically tailored, I think to the brand center population, but it, it, there was a lot in it to speak to kind of 
the business organization business organizations as a whole yeah i was sitting there i was watching and i was like i know a lot of this because i just see dan every week and this is the last stuff we talk right. about but like the way you organize the degrees of virtual reality true vr versus 360 i thought mm-hmm. that was like the, i was like awesome completely cool. understand this the categorization or like the three off six off thing yep awesome thanks man um yeah and and you know i'll you guys like dylan said we can link to it uh in the show notes and you and anyone listening can go watch it um but uh my because i've been focusing all semester on um business applications in vr and and uh and like mason said just now you know one of my big ideas uh, which isn't exclusive to me but uh is this is i really truly believe that right now true vr we often link to gaming and while gaming is important and entertainment is important um I think that VR is going to have sustainability based more on utility, information, and resource. And uh, so things like education, things like information, enterprise, uh, enterprise finding a way to make it work. Yeah, finding a way to make it worthwhile for money. businesses. Um, I think that's what's going to propel VR in the long run. Uh, and so my talk kind of spoke to that. Um, and then uh, also specifically, uh, I didn't reference it in that talk, but I had another talk this past week. Um, for our final presentation in that class, where I then referenced um, some design considerations. So speaking specifically to designers, to user experience and interaction designers, uh, how to leverage this new medium um, and made some prototypes for that. Uh, and so those those prototypes will go live on YouTube pretty soon as, as well. But um, yeah, VR, uh, full force, man, going, going head on head on into VR. So I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'll have some, uh, some more prototypes coming up. Uh, down the pipeline that that you guys can check out. Yeah, I'm excited. I liked what you showed. Thanks, man. Dope. It was dope. So Damn. was yours. Um, you should talk about your talk. Talk the talk. Uh, That's a very appropriate place for for that. Is. Um, well, hold on. I wanted to give you my. I wanted to record my critique of your talk. Sounds good. I think it just makes a farting um, noise the whole time. You really fucked up by not opening with a slide of you using Rosebud. I thought about it. I, was, I, I thought about bringing my virtual boy. You have to do boy. that because, like, the, that's that's. I just. I really. Problem is, I think when I, I was. I child, couldn't take you seriously because the only people in the room I think who would have gotten the joke know, would have been you just, and Alex. It's just, kidding. It's just Mason, great. Alex, and I just. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that there's there's something about that story that makes it more true when you're telling it. I'm just kidding. I don't. Your talk was fucking great. Your thing was awesome. Um. I've been playing a lot of games. I was not feeling a lot of the questions. <laughs> no offense to the people asking those questions. Some of them, yeah, some of them were worthwhile. Some of them were. You know, I thought I was being sarcastic. Yeah, it's like, what do you think about ethics in VR? I was like, what? But I don't understand that, why you that, thought that was sarcastic. Well, that's I that's, 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 we talk about, know, that's like, an important subject. No, no, that's something no, we've no, talked no, about on this podcast no, but, a long time ago. But what I'm saying is that, like, usually Mason does not like the, you know, you don't buy into the rigmarole that is part of Brand Center, like surprise and entertain or what you know in in empathy and things like that oh, and yeah. i thought ethics fell oh, into that category like, ah, so that. when you said that i was like wait a second is he being no. a snarky dick well i usually <laughs> i try to ask questions that are like yeah no i, try, I, think, I was trying to get, I, like, I think ethics i think ethics are really important in vr and um, you've been like embedded in it so i was just i was just curious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's i mean but we talked about that uh, the podcast that we recorded at alex's place where it was just the three it was dylan alex and i yeah um and so i don't know what episode that was but we talked about was it 33? Wait, when did we... Oh. That's, that, that was some Rain Man shit right there. Holy Dylan. shit. What the <laughs> fuck? Um, no, that episode is like I, the I bane of my mm. existence because I hate the audio quality. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. 
We used the snowball, right? Um, no, we yeah. used your mic because oh, we didn't okay. have the plug oh, for this. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. We did do so it. We but only but had... yeah, we um, but we talked about the the ethics of like killing someone in VR and all that kind of stuff. And this was before, um, this was before we'd even really used any of the, these this VR stuff. Um, so it's interesting now that like I just read a, a think piece the other day. Someone wrote an opinion piece saying that they think that killing people in VR should be illegal. Um, because it's immersive enough to make people you know it's it's interesting i'm not saying yeah i'm not saying i agree with it but um it's interesting that there's you know i'm trying to think of a bit bit of like vr cop these mean streets of vr city like right? something something <laughs> something but it's not what's the uh, what's the, VR what's the synth from you're fallout for you're out of which one you're out of control vr cop <laughs> you're out of control vr cop <laughs> turn your badge in your in your vr gun you just hand the vibe controller <laughs> <laughs> You're just drinking with your Vive controller. I don't know. Now, now I'm trying to see. It was as real as I wanted it to be. It was like the Jordy LaForge visor kind of thing. <laughs> I just want a reality. You can't handle reality. Sorry, uh, that's good. Done. No, that's good. What yeah. have you, you been playing, Mason? I've been playing games. Um, I played. I played a little Pokemon Sun, which we talked about. Um, I think everyone should play that game. Pokemon Sun. Uh, but it's a Pokemon game, you know what I mean? Like it's it changes a lot, but it, I think it's it's exciting to see it change in a way that yes, sir. Favorite Pokemon of this generation, not starter. Oh God, I don't know any. I mean, they're just colors and Can shapes. Can I say at this a low point. end executor? Yeah, I was just gonna say the executor <laughs> with the tall head. I love that thing, man. <laughs> like how its head does not show up on the screen. I love it, and, but it'll, sometimes it'll bend down. It's good. I do. I, I dude. I'm literally. I have seen 15 Pokemon, and I have 10. So I'm like beginning throws i uh i will say i don't know if this is a case in Slam sun but i hate Mason. when it does the split screen thing when you're in battle and it shows your pokemon the other pokemon and then it drops like 10 frames yeah sun's like, better Whoa. performance sun's better um and there's no 3d installed into there's it there's no so. 3d in uh, omega ruby i thought the battles had 3d oh they might have i just turned yeah, it on I over turn it off um but now they can leverage that for i guess performance um so i downloaded there's a do you guys know who suda 51 is yeah He's a we game did, designer. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last night. Was he? What, yeah, yeah, I told you yeah, guys. Yeah. I always get him mixed up with uh, who's the other guy? The other crazy Japanese. Developer. Oh, the guy Kojima? that made not um, Kojima. The, other. the guy that made D four. Yeah, who's that guy? Um, oh, D four was a weird one. Well, anyways, whatever his kid. Um, so C fifty one. He went. He made uh, Killer Seven. He made the Travis touchdown game. What's that game called? No More Heroes, which I love. No More Heroes. Yeah, people always talk about No More Heroes. Mm-hmm. No More Heroes is cool, man. Killer Seven. Like uh, you have to. Jerk off the Wii remote to yeah, get your lightsaber. I can, to I can come do a little. So you literally it, do that. Let it die. <laughs> do that in Mario Party too. Sure that Dylan is miming jerking well, off. So here's <laughs> on my knees. A roguelike, Dark Souls esque free to play game made by this guy in his studio called Grasshopper Studios. Um, love it. And the game, like the game's fun, sure. And it was free, so I just put. I played. The intro has a Grim Reaper. On a skateboard. What's his name? With 3D glasses named Uncle Death. Yep. With, and he's got a thick Hispanic accent, and he's my favorite character this year. Because he, there's just this one sequence, and you need to download it just to play the sequence. You don't have to play the, the game. I don't even know if anyone, the game's like fine. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to play the game. Just just watch. But he but you have gives to pay you this like prompt, and he's like talking to you, and then he skates off, and he, like, he's grinding because you're in the subway, and he's grinding on rails, and he crashes, and it's just like this like most understated, just flop, and he just kind of gets up, brushes it, and then walks away, and I was like, this is amazing. Is this, is this 2D or 3D? 3D. Okay. It's like Dark Souls. It's like an indie game. Oh, it's, 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 it's nuts. Like, the game's fucking nuts. Like, it doesn't, you throw mushrooms, 
it looks like Mad Max. Um, it's weird, but it's weird in a way that he makes games that are weird, and it's weird in a way that I. It's just there's so much of his and his studio's style in it. Like all the menus are like folders that you're flipping through. It's organized terribly, and it barely teaches you how to play. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's just so weird, and he and every time the Grim like Souls shows up, he's wearing different glasses. So one time he's wearing like weird, like spinning glasses. Yeah, yeah. Like Sometimes with, with the spirals on them. Three D glasses. Sometimes they're like googly eye glasses. That's Uncle Death, Alex. Yeah, that's him. Oh, this is dope. I don't know. It's uh, it was it was weird. Um, I and then already I, I beat this. Titanfall 2's campaign, and the ending of Titanfall Two is just like, all right, we're done. And I was like, what the fuck? So Pre- press A to start multiplayer. <laughs> Well, the multiplayer is so good. But the campaign, like, set piece design is, I mean, some of the best first-person shooter stuff I've played ever. Is that, awesome. like, the biggest, is that the only FPS you've been playing this year? Uh, I, let's count Dishonored. Yeah. No, I meant, like, first-person, yeah. Triple-A, yeah, like, Call of Duty, one. whatever. Well, Tim bought Battlefield 1, so cough I'll play that. Overwatch, cough. Oh, um, you mean, like, first-person, like, I mean, single-player set All right, yeah. Alex, the fucking Overwatch. Overwatch is on the goddamn Oh, yeah, I was going to mention it in, in, when we get to me, but we won't. Um, and then, <laughs> so, I'm really excited because now that I'm finishing up school, I'm going to finally go back and play Burial at Sea, the Bioshock nice. DLC, because I have that, and I'm, I want to play through that, and then that's I the, really want to play through. That's the infinite DLC, right? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I know, that's why I'm, and I was sitting there, I was like, oh, fuck, I can play this. And then part of me also was like, hey, I'm going to replay uh, all the Bioshocks. So I'm probably going to go. What was the about the other day? I want to play something else today. That was the other game. I played a little bit of Bioshock. Yeah. And I want to. I, I bought yeah. Hitman on Black Friday. So I have the whole five episodes or six episodes of Hitman. Yeah. And like, I'm really excited about that. Um, and then so my my thing that, you know, we had this independent study, my whole um series was i had to, i read all these books on on game design and it's just how to retroactively apply best practices in game design into product design in a way that so i have this whole series called more than gamification but it's all about which i'll also link to on oh, the show notes um but it's really all about like taking uh i think the gamification as a concept is really poorly implemented in products where it's like it's always badges or leaderboards it's still pretty much a buzzword right now right and, and that's a you know and you know how i'm with any, any buzzword ethics um no not it that was a good I'm, i stand by that question and but what what it was about was kind of and it's and i'm gonna keep doing it but like it's basically taking paradigms of gaming like difficulty scaling and looking at how you could do that with other like tools or platforms and yeah i, I read your difficulty scaling one last night but it was also like 11 30 so i don't think i had the mental capacity to comprehend it so i don't know if i was confused by what you were saying or because i was tired <laughs> so it was like difficult uh, uh, I kind of well, lost. That's a roaring endorsement, but um, sorry. I, I what I meant to say is I want to reread it because I don't think I gave it justice. Oh no, no. I, and it, and I think that basically the way it's laid out is it kind of lays out the parts of it and then goes into like why products could benefit from it, and then I do like short examples of like ways it could be applied. Um, but I read uh, so Jesse Shell is like he wrote this book called The Art of Game Design: Seeing Through Lenses, and I have that PDF. I think. Yeah, he's. I mean, the dude's. I'm I'm so impressed, and he was in Pittsburgh. He works in Pittsburgh. Shell. Oh really? Yeah, he's a Carnegie Mellon uh, professor. Ooh. But um, he's just. I want to. I think that I want to get to a point where I can get in contact with him. So. Bring on podcast. But he knows awesome. Nathan. He knows Nathan, the CEO. Of Bring on podcast. <laughs> uh, well, he did the game for a podcast. Uh, a few yeah, ago. so he's good enough for us. <laughs> um, 
And then, so yeah, that, and I think that it's going over well. Like it's, it's actually it, like, you, getting raised on medium and stuff. So for cool. the next four weeks of being able to actually play games, not including Magfest. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Aside from Magfest, I'm really excited. Um, hotels are so fucking expensive. I mean, me and Ruthie right now are splitting one. So if you want to jump in, you can. Maybe I might just say it's ours. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Alex, what have you been playing? A little bit of Dishonored and Overwatch, but no more than a couple minutes each. I've been so busy. Um, so yeah, we'll throw those on the list. <laughs> <laughs> How far are you in Dishonored? Um, I've been taking my time with it in a way that I actually, I'm, I, I feel very slow because there's a time counter in the top left of the screen. And I think someone estimated the hour count around like 16 to 20 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm already like 10 hours in. It's just because I've been taking my sweet ass time examining every little nook and cranny of like I'm every little thing. I'm still in the first... Area. Yeah, gotta read all the books. Um, yeah, I so I make a point of finding every little scrap of lore in that game. I actually have a published copy of the first game's lore that Dark Horse yeah. made, because um, I I love that stuff. I think we all have made our stances very clear on the Skyrim Dishonored books that we all mm-hmm. find. Yeah, very the important one in, to uh, us. The Lusty Argonian. The Lusty yep, Argonian. What? Good. What a classic. Oh, I want to oh, play yeah. through Skyrim. I forgot again. about that. I want to actually play through Skyrim, and I'm scared I should to play. play through Skyrim I would like again. to. If I start that game up, that's the only game I'm going to play. Right. I need to burn through The Witcher. Witcher, Witcher. Um, Overwatch is still good. They keep making little tweaks to the loop and to the characters that make it a joy to come back to. Like characters that I wouldn't have normally played are now fun again. They're adding another ultimate to Symmetra. They are. They are. They haven't Crazy. implemented that, that yet. Game's nuts. Um, Zenyatta rocks now. Really? I love playing Zenyatta. Anything all right? Yeah, I just. You, you hit your cord. I was making oh, sure it didn't, no, didn't fuck something up. Yeah, Desire is still good. Um, there was a, a major plot point that I feel like they kind of... I don't want to talk about it until Mason gets to it, but I feel like they kind of just... Uh, it, it didn't feel very purposeful, but I did just get to the Clockwork Mansion. That's like, the one that everyone's the, like, Clockwork Mansion, Clockwork yeah. Mansion, best level so, 2016, Clockwork no, Mansion. Clockwork yeah. Mansion. So yeah, so that, that level is just starting. Um, it's fun. It's a fantastic fucking game. It's pretty, man. It that is game's pretty. got a look that it, I really like. You just want to sit there and take it all in. They, the spaces feel. Yeah, damn. Make it a deep. sex thing. Open just, it up. Yep. Open uh, wide. That all first, right, Dylan took care of it. You're good. <laughs> I was like really shocked at how many. So like you're in these this town in the beginning, and like there's so many rooms you can go in, and like it feels like a space. Like it feels like someone oh, thought yeah. like this is like a space where there's a shop and this is the apartments and like. I, that really was a cool. really cool level to start out I, in. I really like their set dressing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But since you were talking about the plot before, like I was not blown away by the plot in the first game. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing too out there. I also don't like do a lot of like resetting my saves in, in games like that. But I think it was the point. So we've all... You haven't played Dishonored 1, right, Dan? No, but I've downloaded it and I'm going to start playing it. Okay. Do you not want me to say something that happens? I like prefer not to have it spoiled because okay. I am. It's actually on my list for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Well, there's a choice you make, and I didn't like the choice I made, so I rolled it back. And that's like the first time in like a Dude, while I ever did that. The sequel, practically, like I feel like I've been Pav- like conditioned in in a Pavlovian way because the second you hit pause, you can press the right trigger to save or the left trigger to load. Saves. And yeah, like I actually don't want to keep playing the way of just like repeat for for perfection because it's taking me out of the game, but. I find I myself, that. if I fuck up, I will instinctively, just real quick, just pause left trigger. I'll be like, fuck, what did I just do? But I, I like that the game allows you to do, like, it does. Yeah, totally. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah. if it's like, this is how you're going to play it, play it your play way. This way. If you yeah. want to play it that way. I and you that. can turn UI prompts off. Like, uh-huh. So I'm there, playing with so much the markers customization. so that I have to look around. And, like, I love that. That's pretty cool. Oh, nice. 
Um, You'll never find it. I wouldn't be able to do that in like Far Cry 3 or or MGS5. I wouldn't be able to survive without markers. Well, Well, there there are markers for um, power up creating. So I have those on. I'm saying more like like mission markers. Oh, nice. This forces you to like really use eavesdropping in the game or really use like. Oh, that's awesome. And like the maps are so good. And like the maps just look good. Because you can pick the maps up in buildings that like give you those space. I will say one of my favorite sequences ever in a game is the scene where you have to assassinate this one guy and he's in like. It looks like kind of a a, a a government building. It's like very neoclassical looking, and it's like U shaped, um, and and you can climb on the ledges of of the outside. So I'm like on the ledge, like go looking oh, inside I know, I know this exactly room, yes. looking inside this room, and um, you so you have to kill this guy, but like you have all these different options to do. It. And one of the things you can do is you can poison his drink. So I hop in the room, I poison his drink, I hop back out. And he has an item on him that you need to collect. And he uh, takes... He's talking with, like, his general or, like, whatever his 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 immediate, like, someone he, he's above. And he takes a drink. He dies. And the guy, like, freaks out. He's like, get the guards! And I'm like, all right, that guy's going to run out of the room. I'm going to hop in. And I'm going to grab the thing and I'm going to get out of here. And I'm waiting for him to run out of the room. He runs out of the room. This big, great wall falls <laughs> in the window. And I'm just like... Fuck. <laughs> so I have to like run my way through the front entrance and I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. All right, got this. All right, we're getting out of here. And it's cool because like when you play, if you play Dishonored where like when I fuck up, I'm going to see how it goes. They give you a really good power suite to like the game encourages you so to be so stealthy, but also when it goes bad, it can go bad really interestingly and yeah. more so than the actual like moment to moment mechanics. I, I think, but that was just so one of the few moments I've ever had where like emergent narrative and story just like hit at yeah. this apex and that's I'm awesome. like that's why you should play Hitman though because Hit- Dishonored reminds me so much of Hitman oh I'm not I need, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying you wouldn't want to play I'm saying like I think that if you like that Hitman has so much more they build this narrative around the, the hits while you're there like yeah. you learn so much about them through context and I, I think that's cool I bought Doom for 20 bucks oh hey. I want to play Doom so bad you haven't oh yeah oh yeah alright yeah god fuck dude 2016 oh. 2016 2016 he has my. I have his. He has share. a family sharing thing, but I didn't play it. I, I was play, like, I need to grab I'll this. It. I, I love the demo. I thought it was sweet. I was like, I need to grab this while it's on sale. So, fuck some shit up. Nice, 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 nice. Hit uh, Dishonored's cool too because there's one mission where like this guy has like this mining colony, and he runs all these slaves, and it's, like you can non-lethally take care of them too. And one way is to cut his tongue out and send him down to the cave so he can't. Yeah, you, brutal. you put a life. mask on him and like oh. no one knows who he is. It's pretty uh, yeah. sweet. It's like this is the good choice. It's like all right. th- that's not the uh, masquerade, is it? No, this, no, the this masquerade is the, first is the lady. One. Lady, oh, this, these no, are the twins. I'm gonna shut my mouth because the yeah that sequence. The masquerade is one of the is, best fucking levels. And like oh my that. god, I don't remember that. The party, the big party you go to, so like everyone's wearing a mask, so you don't have to be stealthy. Yeah, it's an incredible sequence. And there's a duel in the backyard at one point. Did you do that part? Yep. And I did, did the thing that. where you stop time, and I just put the guy in front of the. I moved. You, know, you can yeah. do so much with it. That's yeah. Oh my god. Corvo's power. So but um, I'm playing as Corvo. You're playing as Emily. I am. Uh, it's been it's been cool, but I think on my next playthrough, I'm definitely gonna do Corvo. Well, I wanted to say last time we talked about it. I think the coolest thing you can do playing Emily is when the outsider says, "Do you want these powers?" You can say no, and then you play the entire game without any of the superpowers. Yeah. yeah. And two. Um. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, the villain. Uh, 
takes his I, I think at least i but i saw her like do some magic stuff and corvo's like hand mark disappeared i think she oh yeah you lose oh she knows so when my play yeah she takes the mark yeah then and then the outsiders is like, "Hey, you want your powers back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I want my fucking powers back. I'm playing Dishonored. What do you think I'm doing here? I'm out here to stab dudes." Come on, man, just metro the hell out of me. Let's I want to teleport. What? There's got to be some benefit. Like, I'm, it's a different challenge ending or something. Challenge. Yeah, it's, challenge. Challenge. it's, it's, it's like, just that much harder. Like, you have a gun, you have a cross, you have your crossbow, you have your sword, you have your wits. Like, you can jump, and also gotcha. it makes the game thief. Like, yeah. you lose the teleport. So the the environment is is structured in a way that you still have to use your powers intelligently to move around, like. I can, it's not. It doesn't feel like I'm breaking the system by being able to teleport from ledge to ledge. You have the ability. Oh, you're not, you're not. So Corvo's thing now that was from the DLC where you can, in midair, if you're not moving, time stops. So you can teleport into nothing and then teleport again. So yeah, these like crazy neat. L maneuvers. And they, oh, and they don't neat. see you. Okay, well that's kind of so broken, cool. Um, but you if you did weird shit with that yeah. where you put objects on top of people and just, oh that's awesome. Um, if you didn't have powers, you would still have to be very crafty and careful about how you jump around. Gotcha. Jump. 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 Around. Jump up, jump up, and get down. Um, Dylan, do you uh, want to? Did you? You also had some news in the show notes. You want to go through that really quick? Oh, I played Overwatch. Uh, have we? Have we put that? No, in I put it, I put Dylan, it yeah, Don't worry. yeah. It's there. I played Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> the only things I put down, um, that I think are important talking about, or right, wrong use of words. We, I think the main things to talk about are the two announcement, the two things that happened. The two, uh, the two, the Sony experience and the, uh, the Game Award announcements. If any of you guys are, uh, uh, Hideo yeah. Kojima is a nut. Um, Last he of Us Two, Last of Us didn't need a sequel, but I'm still happy about it. A lot of people said that. Um, I didn't think it did, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, I want to uh, spend more time with Joe and Ellie. So. I'm on board, and it's fine. I was kind of hoping it would be like The Last of Us. New characters, new that that fear be, of the Last of Us. Well, I, I, I kind of wanted the Last of Us to be this like, hey, the Last of Us is a story of like these two apocalypse. It's a pair, you know, like it's these themes. Dead. Like, sure, yeah, um, but like contained within the relationship between those two characters. Well, I just kind of wanted to move away, but no. Uh, yeah, also, have you guys played the Last of Us as DLC? No, How? so good. The Left yeah. Behind or whatever. Nope. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it's called. The Last of Us, uh, First Light. Last of Us, Funny. Second Son. Um, I thought. Did you guys? Did anyone watch the Prey gameplay demo stuff? No, no, I heard about it. Ooh, Prey looks. It is reminds it geist? me so much of my first time watching the Bioshock original playthrough. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's Ooh. gonna be that kind of game. It's a narrative based with Ooh. a lot of skills from a lot of guys that make or not from a lot of people that make um, kind of well thought out first person uh, narrative. Cool. And What's the aliens the... look sweet. It's on a space station. Okay. Oh, awesome. uh, man, it. it I was. I'm on board. I'm excited about Prey Two. Is it Prey yep. Two or is it just Prey? Just Prey. Okay. It's just a re- re- reboot. Yep. I don't understand. I don't know what. I, they Prey should name that, that confused me. I was. Yeah. Wondering, uh, okay. It has nothing to do um, with the first game. I'm okay with that. I mean, the second one wasn't gonna have anything to do with the first game. The second one looked so good originally. The second one was gonna be Boba Fett the game, which I. I know. I, I want that. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter is so good. Oh my god! Yes, my childhood. Um. Uh. So it looks like we're just kind of combining these two events together. Um. Does anyone have anything extra to say about Death Stranding? Did you guys listen? I like yeah, the trailer. I, I really like I'm excited. That's, that's some weird ass shit, but so, I'm excited. So what do we think the actual game is? Because I think it's like a squad base, like some sort of like I have a feeling it's telepathy. Be, so if you if you get fired on MGS5, there's these super powerful squads that are hard to fight. And I don't know if that's what that... What's his name? Hal? Mal? What's Ma- Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Mm-hmm. He's got this kind of like squad thing going on. So, I mean, if Koji... 
I don't know. Squad base would be really cool. You'd think he's going to make this stealth game, but then he also made Zone of the Enders, which is this oh, yeah, like, I love that weird shit. explosive robot fighting game. Oh, um, did you ever play it? Ha- hack and Slash. Like, it's like a it's like a Dynasty Warriors in space almost. Mm-hmm. So basically Metal Gear Rising, but not with the no, Metal Gear. No, Metal Gear Rising without is just Devil May Cry. Like, yeah. oh, well, that's what I thought you I don't meant. know what... You know, I think that the game, the character models look cool to me. And yeah. I like the playable Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I think that Kojima gets budgets to do weird in a way that I, I, I am a fan of. I think it's going to be a game that kind of defies categorization because I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of survival horror elements. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of stealth elements. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of combat elements. And oh, if he didn't have any horror elements, I don't know if he'd bring Norman Reedus and um, or Guillermo del, del Toro, Toro back right. on. Right, right. Because I think I think they're. Just, I have a feeling this is going to be what Silent like they had yeah. this design doc for Silent yeah. Hills and like this is what. Well, I mean, they they I think they're going to graph some different mechanics onto it, but they probably had a meeting. It's like, all right, what did we want the most? Right, to what keep? was the cool? I agree. I think that's a good, and I have no idea what that is because is it is it PT? Is it like I just can't handle. I don't it. think P, I don't think PT. I think it's going to be more. Do you play as Norman Reedus? I think and it's going to be Reedus like his baby. I have a feeling it's going to be kind of a. Resident Evil meets Metal Gear Solid kind of thing. RE3? Isn't that what RE3 is kind of like? Kind of. Yeah. Nemesis! Yeah. I mean, the thing with RE3, yeah, the thing with RE3 is it's like, you know, the fact that Nemesis can pop out at any time kind of thing. I Nemesis. Think, I think this, I think, I, for, I don't know. We'll see. I think this is going to have more exploratory elements to it. We can't say. We have no um, idea. We have like, no idea. No, well, Guillermo del Toro explored that cave, that underneath that tunnel or underneath that bridge. Well, the only there, reason, I think there'll be RPG elements in this I game. think it's a tank combat game. I think the, the trailer is just cool. I think it's a free-to-play tank combat game. <laughs> World of Kojima. World of Kojima. Yeah, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> um, there's also the uh, announcement of... Um... Wait, let me pull the list up. The Prey thing was cool. The Andromeda stuff, I thought, showed really well, except for the facial rigging is weird as yeah, fuck. Was, like, was, I kind of was like, did you see the, the gif going around? I was like, what is this expression? And it's where she's pointing the gun and she's like waving her mouth around. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, this looks like um, the creepy Toy Story when their like, electronics are breaking or whatever. Um, I have no idea why there's a knack too. But whatever. Because that's Mark Cerny's F you to the world. I guess so. Um, I mean, I'm I'm all about it. Like, you can make more cool stuff. Um, I think Z- that- Zelda looks beautiful. Zelda, and I thought that yeah. Zelda showed really well. On we talked Jimmy about Fallon. that. We talked about that last week, and I really yeah. oh, I didn't watch the Jimmy Fallon thing, but I think I'm so glad they've gotten away from like the Z targeting, like yeah. No, I think it looks like it's like combat. Well, and I don't know what's going on at Nintendo, but this is I'm seeing them. They're not going back to the well this year as much because like Pokemon Sun feels like new in a way Nintendo doesn't usually do new. Um, and Zelda looks the same way, where they're like, oh. "We're gonna drop our conventions." It takes a long time for a new head to really impart their changes. Yeah. And was, so I think now we're I think starting it's part of the reorg since um, what's his name died? I mean, uh, 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 Kimishima. Yeah. Um. No. No. no that's, uh, that's the new president. That's the new president. Oh yeah. The no, guy, I, I was talking about who, the guy who died, but yeah, yeah, that's the new president. Uh, um. But yeah, I think we're just now seeing like I think we're also seeing pipelines. a new wave of high creative directors moving through Nintendo now. Like, we're seeing new, there's new, they have to promote new talent up. Like, yeah. Um, who's, uh, who's the big, uh, uh, who's the, um, Smash Brothers guy? What's his name? 
like the a Hal Labs, Labs guy. Yeah. Well, the, so the former president, which I can't remember his name. He was now. from Hal. Or, or no, Wada. He, yeah, yeah. Wada. Wada. So Wada came up as an engineer and then went to Hal and uh, programmed most. That of- looks fantastic. Like I'm fucking stoked. I am too. That game just that game has a look in a way that I just man. Yeah, I love really love Ugh. the art. I mean, I'm obviously crunchy, willing to spend ungodly I'm amounts of money on Nintendo consoles. I'm so. sold. I mean, I, I want to switch really bad. So. I'm stoked. I like. I just think that thing. The only game right now that I'm I really want is Zelda, and I can get that for my Wii U. So that's true. I might just get for Wii U. I want the new 3D Mario. Though. I want to know what that Mario. I want to know what that 3D so, Mario. So you see the thing when people when Jim he uh, uh, Miyamoto was on Jimmy Fallon, they were talking about his shirt was like a. A clue to the next game. Of course it is. Of course. Everything's a fucking big ARG, and it's just. Yep. It's... Welcome to the internet. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I'm I think sorry. it's Mario in like a samurai suit. I thought his shirt was sweet. I don't know if that was like indicating anything. I just thought it was like a cool take on. Did you see him play guitar. He was like playing guitar with the band. Miyamoto was. Yeah, at Jimmy Fallon. Did you? Did you? That's so, cool. The Jimmy Fallon premiere is literally like Reggie being like, and we introduced this thing, and Jimmy's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> woo, just running like, around the stage. Oh God, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Reggie Fizeme is a terrifying human. He's a big man. Was he a boxer? I think he was a boxer at one point. He could kick someone's ass. Muhammad Ali's illegitimate child. I still remember that Nintendo press conference where he's like, uh, Nintendo does three things, make games and kicks. Like he said, kicks shit. ass. And I was like, yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> but, Funny. Um, big man, big presence. I wouldn't want to piss that man off. Did you ever see Can you imagine the- him like going to a meeting like where you fucked up oh. and you guys sit across? I picture his desk is just like this weird, hyper long like cartoon <laughs> desk, and you're on the other <laughs> end. And he gets up and he like walks all the way around. There's windows in the back, so he's just dark. Mm-hmm. He um he's just Giovanni from Pokemon. Yep. There's a really <laughs> that's there's, all I'm there's a really good uh one of their E3 like uh, Nintendo Directs or whatever was uh they brought some kid into a meeting or something and he was like trying to pitch ideas and they're like yeah these ideas are cool but we don't really you know we don't really need that he's like you have any other skills and then he says in japanese he's like i speak fluent japanese he's like oh and then the next scene is him walking by bill trenton's like hey reggie he goes you're fired <laughs> he's like crying and it's still framing well, have you guys bill seen Trenton the weird crying like, their executive leadership has a sense of humor because they put reggie in weird situations all the time I, but I think it's like Apple's sense of humor, like car karaoke kind of stuff. Like I think it it, it, it hits more often Polite than it doesn't, humor. but it's very like sure. sanitized. But they had Mega sixty four do all their stuff one year. Yes, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's I think cute. that like they and there's such a I think what's weird about it is that there's such a one of those companies like Valve, like you just don't know what's going on inside of it. So that when you see them like do weird stuff and have personality, you're like, wait a minute, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um Well, gentlemen. Uh, any other any other games on here you want to talk about? My battery's dying. Uh, I'm super excited for RE7. RE7? I think it's going to be... It comes out really soon. Yeah, it's like two weeks, three weeks. I want to play um, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I do too. I think yeah, it looks sweet. Same. Uh, pra- I heard the opening, what happens in the opening. It opens with you pushing a broken down car. And <laughs> yes. cover of Stand By Me plays. Yes. And I'm no. like... <laughs> you know who sings the cover? It's Florence the Machine. No, it's not. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, like, that's cool. Because it was in the trailer. It was and her I'm singing. I'm normally so like just not into like uh, Japanese style, Japanese game. Yeah. And, like I'm just like, I want a road trip game. Like this fucking sounds awesome. And apparently it's that's great. Dope. Yeah, it looks really good. I don't. I don't like the the hamstrung driving. But yeah, I heard it's kind of. I just like the idea that you stop at gas stations that are very well rendered gas stations and also have like trailers and like potions like, come from vending machines yeah. like it's weird it's I think and we haven't had a weird game like that in a long time that's like the 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 like the 
the space trucker starcraft like yeah i love aesthetic that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff like let's mix two like super diametrically opposed things and make it its own thing that's why rogue galaxy is cool because that really leans into the idea of space truckers uh prapper the rapper it's coming to ps4 patapon it's weird because i feel like sony's been in this weird dearth of not having exclusives and microsoft has really really like up their game like force is great gears and they're just like, bring everything back. So, well, I think it's good because I think that, you know, the, the narrative on the PS4 Pro is largely kind of, eh, it's not great. And mm-hmm. the Xbox One S is sweet because Austin has one and it, it's a, just a well-made piece of hardware. And like, if I were to go in to buy a console now, I'd buy an Xbox because yeah. of the, the synergy with PC. Uh, but... The Xbox UX is a nightmare. Well, there's that. There's that. But also, I think that... Most um, of that stuff's coming on PC, so why would you... Last of Us 2. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just... Apparently, The Last of Us Remastered runs worse on the Pro. Oh, that's a game we're going to I want to replay The Last of Us. Yeah. That, I want to go through and play The Last of Us. That game is so incredible. I would like um, to play that The sucks. Last of Us. That's, you that's should really come, we should yeah. play some of The Last of Us. I also want to play The Last of Us. You need to come over and play The Witness, and I need to get my copy of The Last of Us Witness. back for my buddy in DC. Um, Brian, if you're listening to this, give me no, my, come to my, my game house. back. No, come to my house. You bring your Vive. Wait, no, actually, never mind. Dan, you're not invited. Go Get out of my fucking house. You, you and I and Alvis will hang out. Thanks, um, Mason. Thanks, Mason. You're writing a note to remind yourself to kick Dan out. Of yeah, the- he's literally typing the words "fuck Dan" right now. R slash fuck Dan. R slash fuck Dan. Uh, does anyone excited about this Crash Bandicoot? Nah, I don't give a shit. It looks nice. It looks nice. It looks great. But then yeah. the gameplay happened. And I was I like, don't like, I mean, I like Crash Bandicoot as a kid, but it, yeah. just, it doesn't age I was well. Like, yeah. This is just like this is just like a, real bad, a platformer from a bad perspective. Like, yeah. There's someone did a breakdown of why that game was so innovative when it came out. And why its mechanics were so necessary for the advancement of games, and how it might have been a game maker's toolkit thing about it. I don't mm. know, but celebrating like how Naughty Dog was. I mean, it's using a lot of just linear perspective because you're either running towards the camera or away from the camera. So I would imagine that's would be difficult to render in the first, yeah, fully 3D console. So they needed to figure that stuff out and figure out like actual like distances from one another, or like there's a lot of parts where you're running towards the camera and jumping over pits, um, which they I just, hate running towards. I just, the weird yeah it feels weird on that you know what i mean or, like, i mean that might be like because people freak out about that whale sequence in sonic adventure and that's basically the same thing can we talk about sonic adventure for a second sure i really like sonic adventure when i was a kid and i played it as an adult and that game's really bad what about sonic heroes sonic heroes was also really cool but it's just it's cool the same ways that i like sonic adventure but still bad what about sonic the hedgehog 3 but i love chow gardens i'm a sucker for that shit Man. 3 was awesome i love the Sonic Heroes. Three is when they introduced Knuckles. Fuck Knuckles. Uh, Fuck Knuckles. Knuckles, Knuckles is, is a punk a, bitch. Knuckles is a... What's an echidna? The animal. Why does it matter? Why do they have to be... Why is a hedgehog Sonic matter? Sonic the Hedgehog. Why is it got to be Knuckles the echidna? Why has it got Ma- Rouge Miles, the Bat? Miles, Tails, Prower. I'm all right with Tails. The best part about Sonic Heroes <laughs> is the theme song. Would you like to hear what the theme song is? Yes. It's Sonic Heroes! Oh God! It's just wow. that repeated That's terrible. over and over. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that. So I used to go to. There's this kid that I knew in fifth grade that uh, we were kind of friends, but really we hung out with each other to play each other's video games. And he had Sonic Heroes, and I'm pretty sure he stole my Game Boy whenever we played. That fuck that kid. Let's go get it back. I had The Sims for Game Boy Advance. What? Ew. That was a cool game. That's a weird. Oh, no, one. it was the herbs. Sims in the city. <laughs> we had that for GameCube. <laughs> I play a lot of it on GameCube. More yeah. so, so than I'm comfortable admitting. Oxygen bars are a big thing in the herbs. That's weird. 
What? Rated, yeah, I forgot about that. Rated, rated Kelly T. Was, with Kel, the, Kel was always the one who played a lot of the, the rated, Sims games. Rated oh. T for auction bars. Well, that and the Black Eyed Peas singing in Simlish in that song. I always liked that, though, whenever they brought actual bands I like on. The Sims. Oh, uh, I want to play Planet Coaster. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I just want to play a lot of games. All right. You guys good? How are we feeling? Good. Right, energy. Energy's up. It's we good. Guardians of the Galaxy. Bye, bye, bye. Guardians of the Galaxy, Telltale series. That's sure that was fine. I, just, I feel like the same teaser they did for the movie. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is, it, is it? I'm pretty sure it was pretty a cassette confirmed. tape. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I can get behind that. that I like, I like, like the, the colorization. Good IP for that. that I thought the new, the new Guardians trailer looked really good, too. Yeah, I agree. Excited. Uh, Rogue One comes out. Cannot wait. I am so excited for that. Um. So I want to do the next next week. Is our game of the year podcast? It is. <laughs> Mason seems so excited. <laughs> have to. I have to organize. Okay. You have to rally. I'm not. I'm good to do. Let's fucking do it. Let's. All right. Best game of the year. Uh. Go. Click. 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 Dot. Click. Done. Done. No, no. Down. All right. Bernie Lord, Sanders easy. dating sim. Burn. <laughs> I saw the feel the burn tag on uh that giant mural. On broad, yeah, I like it. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, he's like dancing. I love it. I love that take on his figure. Yeah, because he's I not like a, a, thin I like man. a noodly birdie. Uh so I want to do something. Just as a reminder to everyone on listening, I want to go through all the games we've played this no. year. No, right on. now, let's not do that. It's two minutes. I need I've, to get to work. I planned it out. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. That. Oh, all right. Okay, fine. Wait. If if you plan it out and you've been oh. waiting for this. Fire away. Sure. Go for it. Are you okay? Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Starting from... from the bottom, now we're here. I did this. Look, at, look at what's happening around me. Come on. Rally for Dylan. Come on. Really cheer up. Dylan, you can do it. Okay. I believe in you. All right. This is in chronological order. Should so I time gonna... it? Is it a race? No. Cause can we set to music? I don't want you. Sure, I'll yes. set it to music. Lunarlander, Tron, Burger Time, Tapper, Golf, Pokemon Yellow, Glover, Superman 64, Puerto Rico, War of the Monsters, World of Warcraft, Resident Evil 4, Dance Dance Revolution, Ultramix 3, Chess with Friends, Spelunky, Red Faction Gorilla. Ghostbusters a video game, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, Journey, FTL Faster Than Light, Borderlands 2, Chivalry Medieval Warfare, Frog Fractions, Kentucky Route Zero, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, Guacamelee, Heads Up, Call of Juarez Gunslinger, Sports Friends, Rogue Legacy, Saints Row 4, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker HD, The Wolf Among Us, Age of Empires 2 HD, Super Mario 3D World, Retro City Rampage DX, South Park The Stick of Truth, Swarm, Transistor, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, Gang Beast, Super Mario Bros. for Wii U, Sunset Overdrive, Pokemon Omega Ruby, Tales from the Borderlands, Jackbox Party Pack, Game of Thrones, a Telltale Game Series, Subnautica, Life is Strange, Hand of Fate, Helldivers, Or in the Blind Forest, Son of Nor, Agario, Guns, Gore, and Cannoli, <laughs> Invisible Ink, Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt, Lego Jurassic World, Crypt of the Nexo, ne- Necro Dancer, Batman Arkham Knight, Rocket League, So Many Me, On Ouija, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time, Super Mario Maker, Undertale, Jackbox Party Pack 2, Downwell, Fallout 4, 
Eve Gunjack, Clash Royale, Tharsis, Oxenfree, Resident Evil Zero HD Remaster, The Witness, XCOM 2, Tomb of the Mask, Firewatch, Stack, The Flame and the Flood, Stardew Valley, That Facebook Messenger Basketball Game, Tom Clancy's The Division, Super Arclight, Hitman, Mitomo, Dark Souls 3, Hyper Light Drifter, The Lab, Job Simulator, Tilt Brush, Looty Dungeon, Ratchet and Clank, Overwatch, Rec Room, The Doom Demo, The Resident Evil 7 Demo, Keepy Up, Ulan, Bernie Sanders Dating Sim, Inside, Tap My Katamari, Pokemon Go, Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor, Monster Hunter Generations, Can You Defeat the Chess Computer, Secret Hitler, Tricky Towers, Batman, No Man's Sky, Reigns, ReCore, The Four Honor Alpha, Bioshock Remastered, Destiny Rise of Iron, Virginia, Mafia 3, Titanfall 2, Click 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 Dot Click, Dishonor 2, Quick Draw. That mean you have to put all of those on uh, the listing for the recent <laughs> episode? No. <laughs> you have to. No. You have to. We uh, mentioned them. No. Them's the rules. No, you have to have played them. So what was the? So what? What are we? So we're just. Is there just like a survey of the games we played this year? Those are all the games all of us have played this year. Sweet. Sweet. In case you needed a reminder. I. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah. So much. We're we're better for that. Yeah, um, you seem like it. Uh, cool. Uh, you can find Dylan at DylanLovento dot zone. Um, no, it's not actually his URL. Dot com at ward gamescom where you'll find the podcast and all of our other dope stuff. You can find Alex Rice at alexrice dot net, where he has his rebuilding website page. Mm-hmm. You can find Dan Cotting at uh, dancotting dot com. You can also find his blog at dancotting dot com slash blog and his medium at at Dan Cotting. Um, you can find me at medium at masonbrown-made um, if you want to check out my gamification thing, my series and um, yeah, uh, a couple things upcoming, we have uh, the Game of the Year podcast next week and then we have the MAGFest uh, shortly after that um, and on that note, we out Sonic Heroes